another man done gone from the county from another. It's Jax. What up, Dallas? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. Ex Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking up they just, but listen, son, now you leaking that future. So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Pop would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus, Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking an Optimo. Somebody got the drop, the homie Biggie has got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no, I wish that they could Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would So what a long frown, a man home from a four pound His blood ripples on the floor from the wall sound His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found Another dead, another gone now, damn George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be Fucking do what you want to do So I do what I want to do Bet you did it to floss Bitch, I did what I wanted Bet you did it and lost Bitch, I did it and won it Shit, I'm never coming back Listen, I just want to rap Gee, I told y'all all of that On about a dozen tracks I don't give a fuck I just, I just, I just want to rap Spitting fire on this track Like a fucking thundercat Plus this mic is bleeding roho This shit is a no-no Rolling in that low-low Plus I'm from that ball to more need a folk folk smoking on my logo ready for the world and we so so silly with the flow somebody got a vote heard the lames and i swear they so so too much love for the fame just to go broke you said like i had the rap game and the choke and i was like i got the whole world in a rope though. gotta think of damn dog you crazy is he the next jay-z my crystal ball is hazy but i don't know maybe yo welcome back to the insane check podcast it's your host chris here and um yeah folks we are finally back with another insane check podcast it has been whew, it's been a while it's been I think the last thing you check was like beginning of, of July. So here we go. We, 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 we're in capping the uh, <laughs> we're capping be both beginning and in capping the uh, the month with insanity checks. We kind of took it was supposed to be two weeks. but I think we took actually three weeks off for the insanity check. Um, we are back uh, fresh off of San Diego Comic Con. And joining me today is, you know, no stranger to the show because you hear him just about every week when we do. Movie Trailer Review Podcast, but also every time we come back from San Diego, I feel like I always have uh, Phenom on. What's going on, man? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I'm reading this quote from Sherry Shepard about how her son doesn't like black girls because they're oh, too mean. You saw that. And he's 13. Bruh, listen. I, I, listen, I read the title and I'm like, okay, let me read her response. And... Uh, did she, I think she? So I keep trying to tell the little girls to be nicer, so he can come towards you. And I'm like, uh, like my whole mood just just switched. I'm sorry. I'm I'm like, you know what? I'm glad you started with this. Though you wonder why I'm glad you started with this? Because <laughs> I, I I have to I have to I have to have this admit I have to admit something to all the listeners here. Um, I did not miss doing the show. <laughs> Because the last, I want to say July has been a month full with that kind of shit. And I've been seeing it on Twitter. I've been seeing it on Facebook and things like that. And all I can think to myself is, huh, I'm glad I don't have to cover that shit. This has been fuckery month. It has been 
absolutely absurd. Who was it that was it? Who was it? Future or somebody who said something about eating bananas is gay or something like that? Who? 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 What idiot was that? Mention eat bananas because it it, it 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 makes them look gay. Oh, what dumbass said that shit? Now it was just it just I don't. What is wrong? Wait, with can you? I I couldn't hear you when you said. What'd you say? It's Wiz. It was Wiz Khalifa. Oh, it was, oh, it was Wiz. Oh, god damn it. Yeah, it was Wiz Khalifa. What's going on? I, I just, what are we doing? What are we doing? I don't, I don't, I don't know. But just like, okay, I, I get that your son goes to predominantly white school because you're Sherry Shepard. You have money. You can afford to do that. Fine. You probably live in California, some shit. Fine. Bruh, why is she asking the little 13-year-old black girls to be nicer to her old punk-ass son? That's, that's my problem. Well, that's, that's the standard, right? The standard is to always ask the women to do the job instead of asking the men to suck it up and, and just be a better person. Like, and, so does she, does she explain what it means? When she says they're being mean to her son, does she explain what being I'll, I'll read is? the quote. I'll, I'll read the quote. I'm not about to listen to the breakfast club. So let me like, let me just put this out there for anybody listening before somebody goes, well, did you actually listen to the episode where she did the interview? No, I didn't because I don't listen to the breakfast club at all. I don't listen. I don't care who goes up there and says what, I don't care if Barack Obama goes on the Breakfast Club and says some really great shit or, as t- people typically do, some really fuck shit. I'm not listening to it because I'm not giving the Breakfast Club listens. Like, I'm taking a hardball stance on this. I'm not listening to that shit. All right? Plus, it's expected that people go up there and take fuck shit all the time. It's part of the reason y'all keep listening to the That's the only show. Reason. I'm, so I'm tired. I'm be t- outraged. I'm tired of people. I'm tired of people saying why well, listen to it because they have really good interviews. No, they don't. They don't have good interviews. They don't. They, 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 absolutely, they, do. they absolutely don't. Y'all listen to it to get outraged by people saying stupid shit right. and to go, "Did you hear what so and so said on the Breakfast Club?" Yeah. When in reality, none of us should be hearing any of the fuck shit that people say on the Breakfast Club because as black people, we should not be fucking listening to the Breakfast Club. You're but part of the problem. Fine. You're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. Yeah. Letting everybody know. Yep. You're part of the problem. Just, just admit it. Yeah. I admit that to myself. I was like, even when we do these on the show, where I'm like, oh, we're just listening to it so we can have a conversation about it. Yeah, we're part of the problem because people listen to us, listen to it, and they go back and they listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. So we had to stop. But um, this is what she said. He liked these girls, and there's not that many little black girls at his school. And he come in and said, mommy, I like white girls because it's only a couple of black girls. I learned a lot about men from my son. The little black girls get mean with him. Sometimes they don't want to speak. Sometimes they act crazy. And he's like, why they act so crazy? And I'm like, I don't know. So I keep trying to tell the little girls to be nicer so he can come towards you. But the other girls see him and they go, hey, Jeffrey. And they want to feel his hair. He said they're nicer. And wait Camille, a, wait she a, always moves her neck. She said, don't talk to me today, Jeffrey. I don't want that flower. And I said, unfortunately, Jeffrey, that's going to last your whole life. That's just how we are. Our next move. This pro- this statement is so fucking problematic. And I don't know if she was trying to be funny when she said it. I don't know what the tone was. Because, again, I don't listen to The Breakfast Club. But our face value just reading the words together as sentences and a complete fucking thought uttered out of her mouth. This is problematic. Okay? And her son sounds like Drake. So... It's a lot of problems going on here. Like he trying to give girls flowers that don't want flowers and he 13. Have they not had a with no means no like health science class discussion yet at this no. predominantly white school? First of all, first of all, 
She's like, so the 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 problem is he lets the little white girls touch his hair. That's I mean already right there. It's like you 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 you. It's not that they're being that the, the black girls are being mean to your son. They're just treating your son like normally how people interact. Little white girls apparently sound like they're t- treating your son like a science experiment, and because he he looks different because of his skin color and his hair texture. It's like. I, it's everything about this, everything about this, she just said there was stupid, and then she tried to put it on again. These are thirteen-year-old girls. She's putting it on the thirteen-year-old girl, girls, telling her son and training him at a young age that this is what black women do. You know, this is a, she even she even included herself. In, this is how we are. Get used what to it. Of, we move what, our necks a lot. What kind of self-hating piece? Of, mm. But it wasn't even. It wasn't even like. A complimentary. This is how black women are. No, it wasn't a. No. This is how black women are because we're strong and we don't take no shit. This is that was a. That's just how black women is. They be moving their necks a lot when they talk. You got to get used to the swiveling yeah. attitude. Like not in a respectful way either. It's like that's just something you have to put up with. Black women pro. They're strong. Black women con. They're strong. <laughs> like it's what that's not no. That's not how it's supposed to go, yo. That it's from a black woman in the industry. In the entertainment industry, this is what you're telling your son? Are you seriously? All the problems going on right now. Like, like that 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 Brock kid is back trying to act like he didn't do no shit. Oh my god! Talking about he was trying to have clothes on grinding. Now it wasn't attempted rape. He didn't want to rape her. He was just trying to grind with his clothes on. And this is the shit that we telling black boys. So look, because while that little motherfucker is getting probation or whatever the fuck he got, little black kids ain't gonna get that. They gonna go to jail for real. It's still niggas in Mississippi sitting on life sentences for accused touching a white woman. So I like I'm, I'm getting madder now talking well, no, about it's, this. It's it is absurd, and like you said, it's this is one of the reasons why. I mean, so again, one of the things that we miss while being out for the insanity check was um, Charlemagne. <sighs> the rape charge against Charlemagne came back out again. I hadn't covered it. And I'm just like, and one, it wasn't surprising. And I get that. But so many people were just like, oh, well, I don't know if I'm going to deal with him anymore. And then there were people that used to fuck with him. And all of a sudden were quietly, you know, didn't say anything, didn't speak up. And I'm just like, but guys, he's always been like this. He's, he's, he's accused of he's admitted to beating a girl when he was 15, which means he beat a child. Um, so he's accused of beating his girlfriend again, who was a child when he beat her. And y'all were cool with that. But this maybe rape allegation thing has been around for a hot minute. Y'all now are reconsidering if you should be fans of the main. Seriously. Like people are listening to that 19 minute R. Kelly song too, and I don't. Oh at God, this point, that, I just don't. I like, like I said on Facebook, reasoning was clearly invented by fucking unicorns because I have no idea how you could come to terms with listening to a 19 minute ode of "It Wasn't Me" from R. Kelly. If like, I did, it was basically the audio form of of of, of O.J. Simpson's "If I Did It." That's really what it was. Like, but but we already know you did. We already know he did. Like so so I'll, I'm gonna replay something again. I'm not playing the Bradford clips because fuck that shit. But I, I want to play this. Guy. I always play this shit about Charlemagne. And right, it came out five years ago. Five years ago. Let's see if I can get this playing. Oh come on. Skip ahead. <laughs> 
Oh, here we go. Well, I've known the girl before. Yeah. I don't, I was, that's like y'all haven't. You, you, the reason I'm not surprised is because we all didn't put our hands on our chick. At some point, mm-hmm. hey, y'all can sit there and act like y'all haven't. You, you, you choked your chick at the least, pinched her. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that happens. Things happen. So, so you, you put your hands on a girl before? Yeah, I've definitely put my hands on a girl before. Yeah. I don't, I, uh, that's something that I, it's, it's something you learn from. You learn from your mistakes. Uh, how serious was it? Oh, man. Well, it was this one time. It was this girl I was dating. So, here's the first problem. It was at one time. It means he's done it mm-hmm. multiple times. All right, just, I just want to point that out. I was young. I was like 16. And she was having sex with this dude that was like 24, 25. And I knew she was banging, dude. I, I literally sat outside this dude's house and listened to him fucking the shit out of my little 15-year-old pussy. Mind you, I'm 16. She's 15. This uh, can, we can we pause it? Can we pause it? Can we can we please pause it? Can we talk about that the last, like, that that Six my 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 my, my my fifteen year old pussy. My I felt so we had a statutory rapist fucking the shit out of my fifteen year old pussy. Charlemagne is a smooth thirty five plus years old. He has to be. He made this statement as a grown fucking man in defense adult, of him. Responsible. Mm-hmm person who should fucking know better his statement was literally fucking the shit out of my 15 year old pussy i'm not even gonna play the rest of it i I just like bringing that up every now and then Charlemagne comes up people tell me well i like the breakfast club no fuck you i'm sorry even if you listen to this show fuck you what the fuck's wrong with you because here's the here's the thing that gets me right well we were at san diego comic-con we're gonna get into some of the stuff that happened at san diego comic-con stuff like that and I'm not trying to get into the James Gunn thing because, again, I'm not taking any stance on that at this point. I'm like, it's over. It's done with moving on. And uh, as I said on the mailbag, he's a white guy that got fired. He'll be back. Like, they bounce back. But he's in fine. That, right, yeah, he's he'll fine. Be fine. He'll, he'll be fine, right? Especially since he didn't actually really do anything compared with... In the last week, we have seen Charlemagne go about business, like business as usual after the, the rape. The rape. I mean, listen, he was charged with rape, right? He was charged with rape. When those documents got released, with people just, oh, okay, whatever. Hulk Hogan gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, is back and everything's fine. Um, you had the the Brock Turner thing, where he's now mm-hmm. appealing his case, where he literally was caught raping a woman, a drunk woman. Um, you have... Your boy's back on AMC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Chris Hardwick so, thing is just totally... Um, that was perfect. I, I find I that, that amazing in the same week as James Gunn. Like, AMC saw what Disney did to James Gunn, and AMC went, we don't want to be like them. Bring them back. <laughs> like, they were like, we're the a- opposite. A- AMC, what AMC did here, because it actually is in my show notes, and I'll, we'll cover it now because it goes in this whole thing. What AMC did was they saw that it would have been a problem going into San Diego Comic-Con. So they pulled him from the, 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 the San Diego Comic-Con thing. Mind you, and we'll get into when we talk about San Diego Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con's Hall H stuff this year was actually a little bit more... Uh, subsued any, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't subdued. It wasn't, it wasn't as big as it usually is anyway, because Marvel wasn't there and some other things. And so, you know, pulling Chris Harwood actually wasn't that big of a deal. They had announced who was it? Um, Yvette Brown was supposed to take over, uh, and temporarily take host the Talking Dead, and they did all of this stuff to get good press going into Comic Con, 
Then when it's over, all of a sudden they get the the the, the release of Chris Harwood coming back. We cleared him. Uh, they didn't make mention that the the firm that cleared him had ties to his wife. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, what really got me is the reason why they cleared him is Chloe Dykstra, the woman who who who's behind all these allegations, came out like a couple of days ago and said. Well, I didn't participate in the in the inquiry. I didn't want to, to get this far anyway. I I'm trying to move over. I didn't put his name in that original medium post, so I wasn't trying to get him fired or anything like that. I did it for myself, and so I did not want to go and relive all this stuff. So I did not participate in this AMC investigation. So they cleared him in an investigation where the chief complainant did not cooperate. He wasn't fucking cleared. They covered mm-hmm. their ass. And he's going to go mm-hmm. right back to AMC, go right back to Talking Dead. They didn't say, oh, well, Yvette, we'll just do the uh, Talking Dead special, which you might appear as a guest sometimes. And they went about business like it was nothing nothing there, right? Um, Johnny Depp comes out on stage at WB. We'll get into that later, a bit later, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, I don't, I, 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 and, and, um, uh, uh, hit me to this when we were doing the mailbag. Some of the people that write, and, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong. So I'll get, you were there too. He was cheered, wasn't he? He absolutely was cheered, and it was all, and there was, there. yes, there were no boos. There was nothing like that. People clapped when he came up because they're, because they're fans of Fantastic Beasts, and it was a whole spectacle the way he came out. So, because, yes, yes, people absolutely did cheer. So, so these outlets that are writing that there was a mix of boos and cheers, they're lying. I didn't well, hear any boos. If there were <clears> boos, <throat> they weren't booing Johnny Depp. They were booing his character because he came out as a villain, and they booed him at the end as being the villain, you know, where the heroes are literally standing next to, uh, sitting down next to him because they didn't interact with him next to the side. That was it. There wasn't, there they were, I love, I know you heard him, the I love you Johnnies. Mm-hmm. Plenty of I love you, Johnny. Uh, yeah. All this stuff yes. out there. So, so this is what I'm sitting in. And so, I, 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 I guess my for me right now, I'm I'm sitting here going, I, I didn't miss doing this show because holy shit, there's just so much going on, and there's no consequence for anything. Um, I just found out today that apparently, uh, one of the the dudes from uh the Black Geeks is on Instagram now reviewing movies. Jamie has pretty much dropped the facade is back on uh, on Twitter going about business and is back to editing putting up it. right I mean we, we knew it was happening like at this point I've gotten to the point where I start I have started to ask where who suffers any consequences because it doesn't seem like anybody who does anything wrong actually suffers any real consequences you know I, it, it doesn't seem that way you know and, and, and it's, it's weird because you you get this idea of when you hear like people talk about the pc culture and and the me too culture and all this stuff is, it costs people jobs i'm like where so far i have not seen anybody who does anything actually wrong suffer any fucking consequences and it's gotten to the not point where get support like it and and i think the thing that bothers me about the uh the the um the AMC, the Chris Hardwick situation the most is because like, as we've seen throughout modern history, I'll say modern history, because we definitely can't say all of history, not to the degree that I'm saying it um, when I make this statement, but throughout modern entertainment history, again, we've had a corporation use a black woman to fix the situation mm-hmm. temporarily. And then give it right back to the white guy who fucked up. And that seems to be the, I I feel like that gets suggested 
when they bring in the PR team to fix shit. Like that's on the list of five things we can do to help you guys save face. And like number two, most recommended has a 75% uh, positive uh, response and reaction and is able to uh, 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 quell a situation in a matter of hours, uh, quickest turnaround time for getting you out of some fuck shit and resolving conflict is to put a black woman in place for a while. Substitute black women is basically what they're doing. Um, Hire a black woman. Think, think about think about what happened. Um, uh, and, and it's not just when something like this with like you're replacing. It, it's other things like remember when Sony was getting problems and so they made the announcement they were getting uh, was it Gina Prince by the wood to uh, direct Silver and Black. Well, now that project is on indefinite hold. Right. She didn't move on to another project to, to direct. And but there was it was all this other happened right after Black Panther came out where people were making these announcements, but other people joined their it's like and it was black women and announcing them into their projects and I'm like, are these projects even gonna happen? You're just doing that to capitalize on the movement and like you said, you're they're using black women as um as cover when they know they're just gonna go out there and, and squander it later on anyway. And and I, again, I, I and I'm not going to say that nobody's doing this. I'm pretty sure black women are making stink about what AMC is doing. But the fact that this is going to fly, what AMC did here is going to fly, is absolutely disgusting. It is, it is absolutely disgusting. It's like they didn't even try. They didn't even try. They literally waited until, like people's thing now is to wait until the the storm has passed. Because they feel like a couple things. One, um... There's so much going on. I mean, and, and not just with Trump. Like, there's so much stuff going on right now. You can um, you can literally wait till something else bigger happens, and 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 then come back like nothing, like like you didn't do anything. Best you know? thing you can do is be in these times is just be quiet. Yeah, it, it really just be quiet. Uh, make an apology. <clears throat> make a, a a it doesn't even have to be a good apology at this point. Make an apology so it's documented and people can use it later when they defend you. Say because they can be like, but he did apologize. And then just be quiet. Don't actually, given the amount of money that these people have anyway, who are getting caught up in these scandals, and just don't say anything and go on vacation and you'll be fine. Don't get personally involved. And this sucks because I feel like I'm giving advice to the devil, but. That's essentially what you need to do. And I feel like that's what PR companies are telling a lot of people to do. Bill Cosby would not have caught as much flack as he did if he would have shut the fuck up. Like, and if people around him for him would have shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. But the not, and, and, and I know he never, he made all these like circle statements, right? Or he would fight these cases and it, it would, it would, there were things would come out of the documents that just didn't look good. He just, and he had, he had a black woman lawyer team defending the fuck out of him, like hardcore. Yeah. All you gotta do is not say anything. Just don't say nothing. And and I feel bad for people like James Gunn because, and I know there are people who are like, are you feel bad about him? Yes. He made jokes that weren't fucking funny. He made jokes that were fucking offensive. He joked about pedophilia and raping and, and he did it a minute. He did it a decade ago. People do grow. I'm not his personal fucking friend. I don't know what type of person he really is. So people can say he grow, he grew up. People can say he didn't. 
all I can base it on is what I've seen him talk about on the internet. And again, he's also talking about it in the public eye. So all of that stuff can be um, read over a few times to make sure it's not problematic before he tweets it as well. Like, it's all a game. It's all a fucking system. But I find it confusing that he has been, like, kind of just, like, people don't, and I'm trying to figure out a way to say this. It doesn't sound fucked up. I don't want to say people don't have empathy or sympathy for the situation because there are people who actually do. I think I think it's weird that people are like, James Gunn getting gone is just how the cookie crumbles. Like, don't make fucking rape jokes. Don't make pedophilia jokes. Fine. That is that is a, a legit, that is a legit response to have to that situation. I don't find anything wrong with that. I do find something wrong with, though, not having that same energy for AMC announcing that Chris Hardwick came back. And I don't, I'm not saying that some people didn't, because there are definitely people on my feed who did have that same energy. It was basically like the, well, uh, and the sun is hot. Like, Chris Hardwick is back, and water is wet, my nigga. You know, I, that, I, that was their energy, and I get that. I just, I, sometimes I feel like, I feel like just, just being like, oh, it's, and it's Wednesday, to situations is also a bit part of the problem, but I also feel like we can't do shit to fix it from our level anyway. And they don't listen to us anyway. And I feel like it's mostly black people saying stuff like this anyway. So to reiterate, they don't listen to us anyway. So I get it. I I get that too. It just bothers me, which is why I don't watch the news. And when I see articles like that and about those situations, I don't read them. I don't particularly like to discuss that stuff on our podcast because in the end, I don't think a lot of this shit is directly our fault. And I also don't think that we even have enough power to indirectly fix it. Well, and that's, I think that's the thing. Like I said, spending this kind of two, three weeks off. And I don't want anybody to think that we're not, I'm not coming back with consistent shows and I'm not going to keep talking about this. I am. I, just, I, I realize that I think going forward that July might be the month where I only do two shows and I get that break because it – when I was watching the James Gunn thing go, and I was like, I was like, oh, okay, well, he made those jokes. All right, well, you know, well, if he gets God, he gets God. And I'm like, all right. But in the back of my mind, I'm also like, you were thinking to myself, it's like, the problem I have is the consistency, right? Like, he'll get out of the paint, and people go hard for that. But then that same energy from the same people isn't there when it comes time to go at people like Chris Harwick. It's not there when time. And I'm not saying there are, again, there are people that, that have the energy for everything, and that's fine. But we all know that there's not the same energy for that versus like the R. Kelly thing. With it. like we know that same energy is not there because those people are still around, and like they they are gone. So like James Gunn is not going to get his job back. Not 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 with not with Guardians of the Galaxy. Not with I mean they have a petition going on right now. I got the email for that. I was like yeah, I'm not signing that shit. It's like not my, no, not my problem. Not I'm not doing shit. that. I'm not doing that shit. Right. But it's like. And that's James the, Gunn isn't asking people to do that. And, and, like, and, and, well, that's the other thing too. So and that's the other thing too that got me. It's like. This is a man who's like, oh, well, it happened. I, I, I fucked up, you know, and it's basically kind of gotten to the point where he's now accepted the the consequences of what he did in his past and it's moved on. That's why like, people were like, oh, why aren't you talking more about him? Like, because, well, he did something. He, he got the consequences. He's kind of accepted it and moved on. Now, other people might not have, but he kind of has. But then you got people like, again, like the thing with Chris Hardwick is absolutely disgusting things because at one point in the article let me see if i can pull it up because chloe dyser kind of brought up the fact that one of the reasons why she didn't participate and she didn't want want to go this any further is like that i don't know if anybody remember cause i know we didn't cover it but it was that story about how um her reconciliation text messages with with chris hardwick ended up getting to tmz and she brings that up into one of the reasons why she didn't move forward with this um let me see if i can find this 
Um, I chose not to participate in the investigation against the person I spoke of. I didn't believe an eye, an eye for, I did not believe in an eye for an eye, and I'm oh, sorry, I just moved. Uh, I did not believe in an eye for an eye, and therefore I only had to share my evidence with those I felt should see it. To actually continue, she wrote that she shared her story so that people who suffered emotional abuse might might not feel so alone. Their actress actually didn't refer to the TMZ story that alleged that, that to present text Dexter and Hardrick had exchanged after their breakup. Regarding closure, I wish I had been able to have a private conversation with the person I spoke with in my essay, she wrote. Reaching out to him over text made me vulnerable and ultimately ended up in a tabloid article where said texts were chopped up and spun to discredit me. Like, again, what Chris Hardwick, he didn't just sit back and, and, and shut up and let the shit blow over. Him and his, I'm, I'm assuming his wife too, because I believe she's not even just a millionaire, I think she's a billionaire heiress. They, 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 they put together a media package to discredit her and then make it so that it, the, the, the opportunity for her to defend herself, it's so like, you're not going to want to do this. So you're not going to want to participate when AMC comes calling for this investigation. You're not going to want to even, you're not even going to want to answer the door. And then AMC will have no choice but to say, well, we tried, and she didn't want to participate, so as far as we're concerned, it's all said and done. He's clear. And that's what it is absolutely disgusting. And it's going to come back. He's going to be doing the talking dead in this fall. And everybody's going to go back to like it didn't happen. And he's going to pretend yep. like it didn't happen anymore. And, it, and, 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 and that's where I would just like, I, I just, I, I can't. Because this, isn't, this doesn't make any sense to me that this is okay. And and we get stories like this over and over again. Charlemagne's going to be on the radio again on Monday. He raped a woman. He has been, I just played the clip. He has admitted to beating a woman. <laughs> you know, putting his hands on, putting his hands on, we've all put our hands on, don't put that shit on us. All of us have not. He'll, put he'll, our hands be, on. On the, he'll be on the radio. Uh, there are people who are listening to my podcast, your podcast, uh, every you know, all of our podcasts within this group and community, who are also going to be downloading his podcast. At, I'm sorry, it, I'm not the best at explaining the way my mind works sometimes and like why things bother me. Trying to be PC about it, but just to simplify it, this is what bothers me. Damn, yo, I mean, James Gunn got got. You shouldn't make rape jokes. Yo, y'all hear that R. Kelly song though? Eight, 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 19 That's minutes. 19 minutes. How did, I, 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 I literally had somebody come to me and was like, oh, well, you know you're going to cover. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to play that no. shit. We, I've talked about R. Kelly before. We've talked about it enough. He's a rapist. He's raped little girls. He's been having, he, he had our entire, like, look, we're not investigative, we're not investigative journalists, all right? <clears throat> I, I don't try to take that. I am not. There has been deep dive investigative journalists who have gone into not just his earlier rape conviction, his earlier rape, raping of young children, but then the recent sex cult thing. Because remember, with R. Kelly, something comes mm-hmm. out every fucking year. Why on earth? I, I really do need, I, I want people to think, if you feel like this is a personal attack against you, good. I really want you to stop and think to yourself why you sat there and listened to 19 minutes of a conv- of a rapist, of a child rapist. Why did you I was about do to say, that? No, get, get down to it's it. Not, it's not. Like, look, here, he's, he's a pedophile. A pedophile. He's, he's, a, he's a pedophile. He's a child rapist. What did you gain from it? Laughs? Jokes? How is that any different than the James Bond Why Scott is it thing? funny? Right. But why it's, is it funny? It's not funny. Why is like, it fucking funny? But here's the thing. Like, what, what, what would you want me to do? If, if, if we just got James Gunn out of here, which rightfully so. I'm not even saying it was wrong. Rightfully so for those, for those jokes. What the fuck am I supposed to joke about with R. Kelly 
in a 19 minute song where he basically admits that he raped, he raped little girls. What, what am I supposed to, what's so funny about that? What am, what am I supposed to fucking I do? I don't get it. What, Somebody what posted in our group that was like, I guess this is the topic for the podcast this week. No. And I'm not saying that because that person said that we didn't have a podcast this week, but it mostly is because I was just tired this week. But we didn't have a podcast this week. And for me, part of the reason was most of it was because I was tired. But I didn't even want to like kind of entertain any of the stuff that we're talking about right now because I just I did not have the mindset or the energy for it. I just didn't. I don't I don't have the energy for a 10 minute phenom rant about fuck R. Kelly and trying really, really hard not to be like and fuck everybody who is listening to this 19 minute song right now. Like it is a joyous celebration. Well, here's it's the thing. not. Here's the thing. You know what? And you fuck Charlemagne and fuck everybody who was like, "Yo, he's a piece of shit." But I'm downloading this podcast. Like, I, it, 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 y'all niggas ain't keeping that same energy for shit. Here's the thing. And I see it, and I understand that it's not that y'all are broken. It's that I'm broken. Like it's like I I just cannot. I am not as comfortable getting down with shit the way y'all are. Like, like and, and, and those particular people, not everybody, but anybody who can get down like that, I can't get down like that. I'm broken. I have to back away. I I, I just can't do it. That's, and I'm not even saying that, that, that I keep that same energy throughout my opinions about shit. I don't. But And I struggle with that. I struggle with that a lot, being like, how can I justify doing this when I do other stuff? That shit actually bothers me. Okay? It, it, but I don't know if y'all... If people, I hate saying y'all because I feel like I'm blaming everybody listening to this and I'm not. I don't know if people who do get down like that feel that way ever because it doesn't fucking sound like that. It doesn't seem like that from the Facebook posts and the tweets and the Instagram videos and the conversations and the, the the debates in the communities and the groups, the dialogues, the jokes being thrown back and forth. It just doesn't seem like that same energy and I, I, I think my depression, if I, if I suffer from any type of depression, it comes from social media wholeheartedly. It comes oh, yeah. from the fact that I see people make opinions about stuff so lightheartedly that truly fucking bother me. And I don't understand why I even associate with these people. But the fact of the matter is that shit is like six degrees of fucking Kevin Bacon of separation at this point because – the, the more I start to see that, the closer the line gets to me. The more that the outer circle acts like that, and I see it, I start to realize that people in my inner circle act like that, too. So now I'm like, I don't want to be out here friendless, but I also don't want to be out here supporting bullshit. So I got to know when to turn my clicker off. Like, I got to know when to back away and not pay attention to what people are saying or just look at somebody's opinion and be like, all right, man, that, that's just not how I feel and just move the fuck on because... If I help everybody to that same standard of, nah, man, that's fuck shit, fuck you, then I, I have like, I don't know. You know what it two is? Two friends, maybe? I don't, I don't know. I probably have just as many friends as I have now. Like, I'm cool with a lot of people. I ain't calling everybody my fucking friend, though. Like, that is just, y'all cool. Y'all say some fucked up shit sometimes, but y'all cool sometimes you know what it is for me like, <laughs> it's I, weird I, man it's hard to explain it I, I think i think you brought it up really well when you kind of said it, it, at some point you kind of get broken doing this and i think that's where i'm at with this some of this stuff it's like it's one thing when you know five years ago you bring up the charlemagne thing and or or the r kelly thing or any of these people right you bring it up and you say something and and again you know i, I don't want anybody you know like this is 
what we're saying here is this is what black women go through all the time because black women always say this stuff nobody listens and then they they suffer you know they, they suffer through all of the sudden people just ignoring the things that are there i mean think about this if at this point i, I guess my thing is i'm trying to figure out where the line is for people so so it, the line for 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 charlemagne wasn't when he admitted on tape that we all done beat our women and I and tell every counts a story about how he beat 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 his fifteen year old girlfriend because she gave her his he, he gave his fifteen year old pussy away to an older man, right? That wasn't a line. It wasn't a line when he came out and was telling black and brown women that they need to be more like white women like Tommy uh Tommy Lorraine, right? And build their own. That wasn't a line. That wasn't a line when he the came Janet out. Mox it wasn't a line. The Janet Mox thing was was wasn't the line when he brought in Little Duvall and that kind of stuff and basically invited on you know uh, uh, violence against uh, trans women and things like that. That wasn't a line. And now we have this rape convention and that's not a line. So I, I guess my thing is I'm trying to figure out where people's line is. Like what's the line? Because like I said, just, this, this, like it, it's just been and and it's compounded by the political climate we're in. But I'm just I, I I don't get it anymore because it's like the pe- the same people <laughs> yeah I'm gonna do this the same people who said that they couldn't vote for Hillary Clinton because of super predators the same ones listening to fucking Charlemagne on the fucking radio and 19 minute what? R Kelly songs and 19 minute R Kelly songs the fuck are you doing like how does that I I, I I guess my problem is my brain has gotten to the point where I can't reconcile any of that shit. I can't. I don't understand how you couldn't bring yourself to do that, do one thing, because of something that happened like 20 years ago. But then when it comes to hearing Charlemagne, you're going to listen to the breakfast every week, and you make up some bullshit excuse about how, well, I like the interviews they do. No, you don't, because the interviews are terrible. They don't have good interviews. They bring on people, and they say dumb, dumb shit. They sound really fucking problematic, and that's what goes on. You know? Like, what, 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 what is, I, I'm trying to figure out what the line is. And, so, and when people, so like, I, I just don't, is, I don't understand is, it. This is like a weird, it, uh, equation or equating so i kind of for me it's like what you just said where's people's lines and essentially it's like what is your logic is the question that you're asking right but i kind of equate it to the fact that so we know that that police shoot black people all the time and police unfairly criminalize black people all the time and society demonizes black people all the time and civil servants of that society therefore go forward and demonize black people all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I'm leading in with that, but I equate it to a thought I had the other day. I was like, it's so funny. And it's, this isn't funny as in, it's not funny. It's so funny how you see so many cops online saying stuff like not all cops and blue lives matter. And yet, I cannot name a show on television, a serious one, about cops that does not show cops being pieces of shit. Elliot Stabler was a piece of shit on on Law and Order. Like hey, that terrible. shit he was is like... a depiction of our society, <laughs> man. Art imitates life. Take it how you want it. But the only show on television that depicts cops in a positive light is a fucking comedy about a bunch of goofballs. Brooklyn Nine Nine, like <laughs> that's the only that. show that shows good cops, <laughs> cops that are struggling to do shit because they're so goddamn goofy. But like, if you're watching Cloak and Dagger right now, that last that episode this season, that the 
the most recent episode that dropped last week, yo. What the fuck? <laughs> like that, like that whole scene at the end with the female cop and her partners. What the fuck? And I'm looking at, I'm like, somebody wrote this. Cops are fans of this show watching this. Nobody is going, no cop is out here going, hey man, how come television shows always be depicting us being like bad cops and stuff? Yo, they, you know, the great thing about I love about you know this why? is- why? Because that shit is real. They, That's they, why. They, like, y'all looking at y'all go, man, it gets like that at the Princeton sometimes. Well, you know, the crazy thing about those shows are they actually get cops to be like consultants on the show. So there's some cop going, yeah, yeah we would definitely do that. Like, like- uh, I bring this up all the time, man. Like watching, going back and watching SVU these years, and watching just like there are all law and orders, but particularly SVU. Right, Elliot Stabler was a terrible cop. He was quick to anger. He beat the fuck out of subjects. He would he would violate people's civil rights all the goddamn time. He was absolutely he, a victim blamer too. He victim, like he was a victim blamer. Oh, yeah, he always victim blamed. He, he there was there was that one. Remember, there was that one story arc where. Um, his daughter got drunk and got a DUI, and they, he he then worked to cover it up. And I'll never forget it because there was one time when so those the, 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 those episodes where a ludicrous came on, and uh, he was um, and so uh, Ice T's you know Finn was over here dealing with uh, his son and stuff like that, and and Elliot tried to get smart. With 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 Elliot with with uh, with Finn was on some like well maybe maybe you just need to be a better father that's why your son didn't come to you and he came to Olivia instead and he was like yo I'm sorry what did you fucking it almost beat his ass was like he's like yo I didn't I'm not the one who almost got kicked off the force because I covered up my my daughter DUI I was like well, thank God Finn thank thank you for Bruh, somebody thank like, you he, like yeah, somebody wrote that in a script like, right, like you're he, not gonna tell me that Dick Wolf doesn't have a bunch of cop and lawyer friends that are all pieces of shit. And help them come up with storylines that storylines that are based on shit they actually experienced <laughs> or shit they actually did while working in the judicial system or on the force. Like it's funny because there is no like when we talk about lawyers, like the most common phrase for a lawyer is blood sucking lawyer. That like nobody looks at lawyers and goes, lawyers are amazing outside of if you're a lawyer and you're making money as a lawyer. Two terms of blood-sucking lawyers and lawyers get paid a lot of fucking money. So, like, if you're a kid and you're growing up and you're like, I want to be a lawyer, your parents are like, cool, because lawyers get paid. But when you become a lawyer and you're actually working out in society, people are like, yo, you're a blood-sucking fucking lawyer because all you care about is getting paid because lawyers get paid. Fine. Like, every lawyer show on television shows how lawyers are problematic. There's always a group of evil lawyers and, like, one lawyer trying to fight that lawyer who the evil lawyers also are cool and, like, wine-tasting buddies with the judges, so that makes the cases really hard, and this has been this has just been an accepted thing in television and film. But with cops, it's not like that. People watch shows about cops being terrible fucking cops and awful fucking people and committing crimes and like setting people up and being the actual supplier of drugs to the dealers on the streets that they didn't bust and turn into informants to snitch on other drugs dealers that they could then put in prison or kill because you know if you're a drug dealer it's cool to get killed by a cop because you're not a good person anyway even if that's a bad fucking cop that just killed you and you notice some underlying tone and like life depicts the wire for real for fucking real people watch that and they're like okay this is just how it is with cops and then a black kid gets shot in the, in the streets and people are like, well, you know, cops are here to protect us. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so confused by your logic. I don't know where you got it from. Right. Like, every, what, every, was every, it on, every, was, every, was every it on you, stale? 
Right. Every, every, did every, you get your logic every, every show you ever watch shows, like even 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 when the cops in the department aren't crooked on, on like Law and Order, they're usually dealing with crooked cops in other departments that are lazy or don't do their fucking jobs. It's like every show you it's watch like, shows. Should I right. tell <laughs> on my crooked cop buddy? Right. That he just shot innocent people. It's like holy shit. Your friendship is more important than the fact that your cop buddy is a murderer. Yeah, you literally watch this in every. You literally watch this in every episode. Uh, you see, and um, yeah, then people act like, oh, I don't understand. Why? Like, where do you guys get this idea that cops are bad? It was like everything. Everything we know about cops shows that they actually do this shit. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. But like, I'm sorry, I, we I had no intention of starting the show like this. We were going to talk about San Diego Comic Con or actually San Diego. I was going to talk about a little something serious with that, but like. You mentioned the Sherry Shepard thing, and then it just went. I, I just, it's just. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I just, I needed that break. I needed that three weeks. I'm not covering this shit because it sometimes feels hopeless. Because I, I, I look at people, and, and again, I understand. Look, as, as human beings, I understand we're all hypocritical. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't want to admit. But we're all hypocritical. We all make allowances. We all try to make some things. And I have no problem. Like there might be sometimes that you. You watch or deal with somebody who is problematic, but maybe you don't share. I, I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I like the thing, but I don't actually talk about it out loud or I don't really support it like that. Or, you know, I just I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to give my endorsement to it so more people watch it. And and I also understand that, shit, honestly, at this point, you got to come to admit the admitting that everyone's problematic. Everyone is. Everybody has either currently problematic or has problematic things in their past. We just got to come to grips with that stuff. But there are certain things I see. Like, I don't understand people that still listen to Charlemagne. I don't understand people that could sit there and literally listen to 19 minutes of R. Kelly saying what we already know about him. I do not understand that. And I just don't understand how... I don't understand where the line is. If, if how somehow that stuff is okay, but the other stuff isn't. Like, I, I just don't know. I, I, I don't. And I understand that we all... Got to make allowances for some things, but some things I would think that would be out of bounds, you know, and they just aren't. So anyway, um, so what I was going to start start with, you know, we went to San Diego Comic-Con um, for, uh, you know, our well, it was my fifth year, your fourth year, I think Shanna's third year, I think. Um, yeah, and so. Um, so one thing I want to talk about, because it's something we, we talked about when we, we landed there, because we would get there a little early. And me and you and Shannon, when she showed up, and I guess, and Ashley, we, we were all kind of noticing some, some things here. And I want to ask you up front what you think, and I'll, I'll go into the actual articles about this. Did you, um, did you think there were, in your opinion, were there more people homeless this year than the previous years? I thought you were going to ask me, are there more people homeless than with homes? And for both of those, I was going to say yes. Oh, well, there's that too. Like, they'll have, so, you know, <laughs> let's, let's, start, let's start with that because I think that ties into the homeless thing. Um, staying at because this is the first time we we didn't stay in a hotel. We uh we we used an Airbnb, and because it was, it was basically the the getting a hotel out in San Diego is absurd for a week uh, around that time. Um, whether it's early bird or whether it's using um the 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 San Diego the Comic Con's hoteling lottery thing is a fucking joke, and and as press, it's just impossible to use that and guarantee. So you pretty much got to go Airbnb. So we did the Airbnb, and by using Airbnb, uh, and I understand you know the problems that come with Airbnb, but honestly, sometimes there's just no other choice, and this we didn't really have a choice. We get to see the housing crisis uh, in San Diego, 
up close and personal. And holy shit. Um, basically, what we thought was a regular you know, person renting out a, a, a home for a week was they, had con- they had bought a home and they converted it into four little uh, duplexes. Uh, in that in that home, and they were renting them out, and they were renovating the other ones. And again, they're very nice and th- things like that. But you can see that that's what's happening all throughout San Diego, around the downtown. About because mm, we were what twenty fifth and Market, so we were weren't that far off from. We were about six minutes out from um, six minutes out from uh, uh, the convention center. And you got to see just what they were doing. Like you would be a like literally next to us was a, a literally rundown home. Like it was like a shack. Um, and uh, we were just watching. And we were walking down. You could see that you have like like a, a house that's for sale for four hundred thousand dollars. Another one that's being lived in, but it's kind of run down for like two hundred thousand dollars. Then you got another house that's right, right beside it. It's like two point five million dollars. Because literally the housing market out there has been pricing people out. So they can't rent. They can't buy. And then from there, that's where you get people becoming homeless and having nowhere to go. And you see that, like, again, you see homeless I- I- around the country. You see the housing crisis around the country and everywhere else to go. But here, watching, seeing in San Diego, it's, it's so absurd because the 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 prices on the on, on, on a block are so uneven. Like I said, one house on one end will be two, worth two hundred thousand dollars, and actually have people living in it. Maybe they're underwater, but there's people living in it. another house will be four hundred thousand dollars. Then literally around the corner from that will be a two point five million dollar house that doesn't look that much different. It's just been renovated inside, so now it can be a bed and breakfast. And it's just. Again, it it is completely absurd, and then you see that they've um, you 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 see that that they've basically pretend like the homeless don't exist. Um, here around this area in DC, you see a homeless person uh, laying on a bench. They they will they the the police will come and move and I'm not, I I, I, I want to make it very clear that I don't think that that's any better than what San Diego's doing or or worse I think they're all kind of bad but they would they would um they they move them they they tell them you got to go somewhere else San Diego I, I don't know if this is worse they just step over and pretend like they're not there they pretend like the homeless they they look at the homeless as if you will look at a rock sitting in uh, laying in, uh, sitting sitting randomly in the street. That's what they do, <coughs> you know. And I started doing some reading up, and, uh, and we'll go into this later. But I just want. Did you think there were more this year? I so I think part of I think so so I think it's two things. Um, I do think there are possibly more homeless people. Uh, Trump is president, and the second thing. We were in a different area, but the same area of San Diego. I know that sounds confusing, mm, right. but it's like if you're from D.C., it's like, yes, you're on Rhode Island, but you're on the east side of Rhode Island. So you're still in the same area. You're just on the other side of it. San Diego downtown area is it's a nice little tight circle. I feel like we have been at and I'm just generic responses 
we've been at the east end of the circle a lot. I know that because when we got our hotel uh, Monday for the for our flight getting canceled, we were back in the first area mm-hmm. the first year we did com or the, the first year I did Comic Con. Mm-hmm. that we all did it together we were literally right across the street from the first hotel that we stayed at but we were in a nicer hotel than the first hotel that we stayed at but it doesn't matter because that area is a nice area little italy area is a nice area the area we stayed at in the airbnb is like five minutes from little italy by uber that's a very that's there's a very distinct five minutes mm-hmm. it's a very differentiating five minutes because you end up on the hoodish side of town where it's like okay there are more spanish people here there are more people of color here in general there are definitely more homeless people here like the walmart we went to was absolutely low budget walmart yes and i have no problem with that because we saved money on it but i have never been in a low budget walmart every walmart to me is a ghetto walmart so i was like the floors are sticky um every they're just 50 million fucking things here and 50 million people trying to get all of them because walmart just carries everything well not like uh, that but it's like it, they, crap. they price everybody else out in the, so any other market that would be there or be in that area right. has been priced out so literally the only thing you have is that walmart uh neighborhood market that's the only yeah, thing that is left it, and that's what i thought was different right because the walmarts i'm used to and i've seen the little like Walmart, <clears throat> like like neighborhood Walmart. I've seen the little, the, like the, I know they have the super center or whatever. Then they have the regular Walmart. And then they have like a very, like a, a community Walmart. It's mm-hmm. like a, it's like their Trader Joe's of Walmarts, right? right. I, I understand that. I had never seen the Walmart that we went to on market though. That was a completely different, that literally was Below's Walmart. That was a low, that was Walmart. That was dollar Walmart. And I'm not complaining again because the fruit, because I think we were in California, the fruit and stuff was still fresh. But the fact that they had like 32 ounce Gatorades for a dollar and like a a lot of the food was cheaper. They had they had 18 because you can sell liquor in a Walmart in California. They had um, 750 milliliter Crown Royal for 18 bucks. And that's unheard of. I'm sorry. Like I buy a lot of Crown, y'all, like 25. 27 maybe 22 on a good week but 18 my nigga that's i've only seen that price on a cruise ship and that was for a liter and that was because we were coming back from the bahamas like I, that, that's the only time i've ever seen it so we're talking about something i saw 10 years ago and i'm just looking at this walmart and i'm like this is absolutely their dollar did their family dollar but it's a walmart it's it gets ridiculous and a block away from that wall. I mean, not even a block away. On the, on one side of the Walmart, homeless people were congregating and just going about. You were seeing homeless people like, sitting and having conversations and shit, just being homeless. Like, yo, what's up, homeless Tuesday, Fred? What's good with you? Nothing, my nigga, homeless Jim. And it the, their their community is so tight and big now. That it, I find it interesting that they have these twenty two hundred dollar a month apartment studio apartments that have homeless people sitting all around the outside like bushes. Well, so that's the, but that's the thing that's like that's again. So I, I was seeing all this stuff because another thing that got me. I don't think I told you and Ashley this, but when, so when we got stuck in in San Diego the next day, we we, we had to stay at the um the Wyndham off Bayside, the Bayside Wyndham. 
And um, I went. I walked to a Seven Eleven. It was like a couple blocks over. So I walked to Seven Eleven. I'm walking back, and I literally watched this, this, this homeless couple. It was a, a man and woman, and they were. I guess they were setting up for the night. And what they did was they they were they were on they were on a regular sidewalk, not like a back alley or something like that. Just a regular sidewalk in front of me. And they had basically take, taken their their tarp and they had attached it to the side of this bit, the window, the the, the storefront of this business, and were pitching basically their home, their tent right there. And and it it it, it, it struck me. I was like, San Diego is is has decided, for, for what I can tell, to deal with their homeless by literally pretending like they don't exist, even though they're right there in front of you. And so you'll literally see people running right past homeless people. You'll see, you know, when we're down there, when we were, I don't, I don't know if you guys noticed, but when we were, it was like that Friday night or Saturday, I think it was Friday night, we, went, we were eating. There was homeless people just walking, like and among the crowd of people, just walking up and down like, like it was nothing, going through trash and going through, you know, uh, scavenging for trash and scavenging through the trash can, things like that, and just, 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 just trying to survive while everything, all this money is coming, like, I guess what it was getting me was, uh, I started doing research and started, started like, reading these articles about it, and one, uh, San Diego, uh, they, they try to say that their homeless population went down. So I was seeing some, uh, some, some articles like that from May, but then, in, like, in June it came, I was like, oh, well, they started to exclude, they had been excluding some of the homeless people from the, um, from the census, to, so that it would make it seem like they had less homeless than they did. Um, one thing they've been trying to do is they, they make these giant, and we didn't see any, and I don't know where, probably a different part of San Diego here, because again, San Diego's not small. Um, they've been making these giant tents. These just giant tents that they have cots in them, and they assign them. I think they said that they um, prioritize at-risk people, so I think women with children and then vets. Um, but they have the, these tents, and one of the reports I saw was like, well, the, it, it, those tents, because they had shut, they had created a couple of them before, in 20, and in 2015 they shut them down because they said it was too expensive. So when they brought it back up and, and they brought, they're bringing one of them back, and they're like, well, you know, it's controversial because they're, they're so expensive to operate. So I'm like going like, okay, well, how expensive can these things be to operate, right? I'm overthinking maybe it was like, cost them like $100 million or something like that. Do you know how much it, they said it was to operate it for like, this, like I think it was like two months? What? It was $2.5 million. To operate what? To operate the tents. It was two. It was only two point five million dollars. Wait, to operate what? They they have these giant tents. These these. They, uh, I wish I had the. Uh, I can send it to you. There's these giant tents. They're they're climate controlled. Uh, they have the cots in them. I don't. I can't remember how many uh, people they can sleep in them, and they're for the homeless. And they they like I said they have they're climate controlled. They actually have Wi-Fi in them. They're they're kind of nice. They, they have a way for these people to get out of off the street, right? Mm-hmm. And San Diego was like they shut them down because they were too expensive, and I'm like, how much was it? It was two point five million, and I'm like, considering what you're doing, that's a drop in the bucket because you guys are literally you you're renting you're renting houses, and you're selling houses for the for the price you're selling them for. That's exp- this is expensive shit out here, and all the money you uh, bring in from Comic Con. How the fuck are you guys complaining about two point five million dollars? Z- Zuckerberg just lost like hundred and forty billion dollars or some shit, didn't he? Like with the yeah. Facebook market drop, Something okay. Like what is two point five million dollars, my nigga? It's two point five million. <laughs> what is what is that? What is in San Diego? Where didn't one of the drivers tell us that like to get there they have like 10, 15, 20 units or something at one of the hotels, 
and to get into it was like $15 million or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So like just the top floor of one of the condos was making $150 million a year off its tenants. Mm-hmm. Just the top floor is making $150 million a year off of its tenants. I'm sorry. What is the problem here? Oh, no, $150 million a month. Not a year. A month. No, wait. My math is breaking. So, <laughs> I'm, like, so, losing it. So here's the, here's the thing. So the argument is that... Yeah, yeah, just 150 Okay, yeah, yeah. Just They, they just made, they made $150 million just off of the tenants from purchasing that con- their condos off the top floor. So, yeah. So, so the contrary come down to, people are like, well, you could... Spend, so, so I'll, I'll read the article. So it's like, San Diego City Council members voted to continue funding three in, industrial tents currently sheltering hundreds of homeless individuals and families, diverting $2.5 million of, from funds that could otherwise go towards permanent affordable housing. The vote extends a contract with the three nonprofits operating the shelters, Alpha Project, Fathers Joe's Village, and Veterans Village of San Diego through September 20, uh, t- 2018. This is from May. So that means additional $2.5 million from May to September. And, and while I understand that, yes, we do need affordable, permanent affordable housing, my whole thing is, why can't you do both? As expensive as San Diego is, how can you not do both? You can operate these fucking tents. Look, I, again, I, I, um, this is why I wanted you on here to, to bring this up, because I needed someone else to back me up on this when you saw this shit firsthand. San Diego treats his dogs better than they treat homeless people. Nigga. We had we just had a conversation with somebody the other who who was Ashley and I talking to? Oh my god, who were we talking to? Who the fuck were we talking to? Yes, it wasn't was it yesterday? Wasn't yesterday? Was it yesterday? Oh my god, I can't remember. I cannot remember who we were talking to. Oh, this is so. Where was it's so infuriating? Okay, I don't know if we were at a screener. I don't know where we were. We had this exact conversation. Dogs are everywhere. About like, dogs the way everything. dogs. We particularly were talking about. I was at work. That's what it was. I was talking to the guys at work. It was particularly about the the fact that we saw uh, we saw a woman carrying a new dog in her hand. Yes. Because she said the dog was too scared to walk. I forgot about that shit. Yes. Yes, and you're carrying this dog past <laughs> homeless people. Like there are bins of water and yes. treats for free outside of, yep. I don't know, man, like every other store on a block in San Diego to make sure that your dog is neither parched nor hungry. Yeah, they have they have they have the they have the little baggies to clean up off of your dog. They have places for you to put the baggies when you're done. But you know what? I didn't drop. We we actually walked past somebody, a homeless guy who was peeing out there because there were no there's no public bathroom. There was nowhere for him to there's actually no go to the bathroom. Of water there's for no bottles of water. There's no bottles of water. It's hot no. in San Diego. There's no bo- there's no free bottled water bin. Like there's no here's a snack for your troubles for like with the amount of homeless people that are out there. It is like come use a cell phone. For you know, nope. ten yep. minutes for free. Like, there's no anything like that, which is actually a really good fucking idea, mm-hmm. um, because payphones are a thing of the ancient past. There's nothing like that in San Diego for the people, and there are places that homeless people are absolutely not allowed to come in. But your dog can come. But a dog will wander in there, and they will dial nine one one to find its owner. 
Like it, it, because it is that important that we get this dog back to who it belongs to. Get this dog home. This dog deserves a home. Like that should be San Diego's slogan. It should be a bunch of homeless people holding up a dog like Lion King, and at the top it just say, "This dog deserves a home." Well, I think that you've actually solved the problem, the homeless problem in San Diego. All we have to do is start dressing up the homeless like dogs, and problem solved. <laughs> Bruh. Oh, so what's I, your I'm name? Not... Drunk Randy. Right. Like, no, no. My name, my name is Rover. Not... My name is Fido. That's what my name is. Roof, roof. Can I get a meal? San Diego's homeless situation is such a mix of homeless people for of like homeless people. By that, I mean like home people are homeless for so many different reasons. But it is very prevalent that they have a large group of mentally challenged homeless people, um, like or or suffering from some type of PTSD or, you know, some mental ill, I hate saying mentally challenged, some mental, mentally ill homeless people. We saw way too many people talking mm-hmm. to nobody. There was a woman who was screaming all night long, one night up the block, just, just yelling. And we had the window down so we could hear her. And she was just screaming, like echoing. It wasn't like annoying. It was more like she was like searching for somebody but I don't think she was searching for anybody. We saw a guy having a conniption fit, like as he walked past us, we were going places. It just, you can clearly see that there are some people disturbed. And then there were some things that I saw that I don't necessarily see in other places. We, we went to Jack in the Box for breakfast one morning. And the, again, we were in a the hoodish area and which is being brought up by white people who, who have a lot of money to spend. There was a guy, it was a homeless person in there who was buying breakfast. And there was a family in there who I'm pretty sure was, you know, not, you know, not like middle class, maybe like lower middle class. Um, I feel like we need to have an upper poor class segment now because that's a real thing. And maybe that's what they were. Maybe they were lower middle class. Maybe they were upper poor class. I'm not sure. Being in that area, it's just rough in general. They gave the homeless guy like four bucks. And that's the part of our society that we seem to not give enough credit to, right? People who are in rough situations themselves still being able to give to somebody who is in a rougher situation than them. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there is a connection there. There is a bond of understanding there that exists. And then you get the, you get my class, the middle, upper middle class who looks at homeless people. And I've, I've done this. And all you do is victim blame. You're like, I'm not giving him any money. Like, why are you standing out here doing this? Instead of doing this, you could go do something else to actually make some money and having to grow and understand that that is a fucked up mentality to have. And also, what's a couple of dollars to you versus what's a couple of dollars to them? Well, that's something that I will say that's something that I didn't see in San Diego, but I know happens here in D.C. or in the D.C. area where it's people that you've seen people come out there and they'll come with demand. They'll come with um, requirements for the for their money that they're going to Now, don't drink this all in one place. Or, stuff like or that. Or I'll, give you, funny. I'll give you this money if you promise that you're not going to go and get a bottle or, you know, you know, um, I'll, I'll go and get, this. I won't give you the money directly, but I'll, 
I'll go buy the sandwich for you. Like they, they, they feel like they have to police what that person is going to do with that money. It's just, at that point, just don't get the money. If you care yeah, about what that person is going to, if you care about what that person is going to do with the money, don't give it to them. Then I'd rather you not give it to them than try to have this holier than thou, you know, policing of what they should fucking do with it. Because hey, maybe they are having a fucking fucking rough day. Maybe they do want to fucking drink, and maybe they're not an alcoholic. They just want to fucking drink at this point because they had a rough day. Because you know what, they're fucking homeless. No different than you wanting to drink after having a rough day at work when you go home to your nice home and your AC and your fully in your full fridge with if you don't want to cook tonight on your working stove with your working electricity while watching television with your Netflix and your Hulu and your Voodoo and your whatever other streaming app, your Amazon Prime that you can all afford with not a second thought or worry about if you're ever going to be if you're going to be able to make your mortgage or make your payments or if you're not going to have a job tomorrow. Right. All of that. And you're worried about what a homeless if you're worried about if a homeless person is going to take the dollar you gave them and contribute that to a bottle of beer, given the fact that they live on the fucking street. They live on the street. You have a shot after a long, hard day at work in your suit and tie and khakis because, you know, punching numbers and shit and dealing with people's personalities in a climate controlled work environment with a lunchroom is really fucking hard, man. It's stressful. But living on the street, that does not warrant you enough reason to kill a six pack. Seriously? Like, and that's the stuff that I had to learn. Like, I had to really rethink the way I was thinking when looking at those situations. That that's essentially what people are saying. You don't deserve to drink because you're living a hard life. I had a hard day though, so I deserve this cocktail. Okay. Well, other We're thing too. Up. Other thing too is like, if you give a home for ten dollars and be like, "Don't spend it all in one place," it's fucking ten dollars. The fuck you think they're gonna spend? Like, Wait, they, they can't. They gotta spend it all in one place because right. it's ten dollars. Fuck you think? I mean, <laughs> have you have you seen the value? Like even if they go to like a McDonald's or something, like, get a Happy Meal. Like that's ten dollars right there these days. Like I don't understand when I don't understand when like value meals at, at restaurants at, at fast food joints started becoming like eight, ten, night, eight, nine dollars. Used to be you can get a whole meal for five bucks. Can't do that shit no more. Now that's a fucking spectral. But whatever. It's just. Ridiculous. Um, uh, before we move on, I do have to bring this up. It's more of a lighter note, but kind of ties into this and the gentrification that you're seeing in, in, in San Diego. Something that we didn't see last year that definitely happened this year. They now we've all heard of like you know when you start seeing the uh, the um, the bike shares, the little bicycle shares they have they, that when they move into your neighborhood, that's the gentrification starting. Well, in San Diego, they don't do bi- they have bike shares, but that's not the most prevalent thing. It's these little scooters. They have literally those motorized, like the, the push scooters, but they also motorized. They have that now. And it's the most, it is the it most, it, it looks fun. We should have done it. But it's the most insane I thing. Did I was like, well, you, you didn't did do it. it. Yeah, I, I didn't did do it. it. I didn't get around to doing it. But like, it is the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life where you go with the thing, you unlock it with your phone. I can't remember how much it was. It was like, what was it, like a dollar for a minute or it something? Was 50 cents. It was 50 cents to rent. And then from for the it was fifty cents for like the first two minutes or something, and to actually rent it. And after that, it was fifteen cents per minute. So I think for me to get one at the Jack in the Box, ride it around the block, uh, for for trying to like get it and not get run over or fall off the damn thing, and actually make it up a hill, which you know, fat man on a little scooter trying to ride up a hill motorized is, is a struggle. Poor scooter. But it, it it got there. Um, I think it ended up costing me like two dollars, 
and 40 cents. And that's with me trying to learn how to ride it, you know, over like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes or something like that. So I saw a guy the next day have one I parked outside his house. He got in his car. He went in his car. He got his work bag out. He locked the doors to his car. He <laughs> hopped on the scooter and he rode into town. Like he he threw the book bag off and he rode it down Market Street into the business district. And I was like, I bet you that ride is going to cost because he knows where he's going. He probably does this every day. That's probably going to cost him like two to three dollars, mm-hmm. two to three dollars a day to go in and out of work on a fucking scooter, I think is genius that you could drop anywhere that, like, you drop it anywhere that's why that's why they were all the way up where of the 25th street where we were they're all right like, you can drop it off basically anywhere and it's fucking insane like nigga there was one near a jack in the box the jack in the box every day every mm-hmm. day we rode past there in the uber i made sure to look to see if the scooter was back there there is a scooter near the jack in the box every morning that means somebody is is going to jack in the box every morning and dropping the scooter off because they're like you said, they're where you leave them. It's not like there's a truck that goes around and collects all the scooters and puts them back at their post. The scooter is wherever you leave it. And people would ride around them all, all, all throughout the, the the week we were there. Just everywhere and everything they were doing is just are around. And it was like, but I, 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 and I'm like, oh man, it looks so fun, it looks so great. When you're like, also, this is this is how the hipsters move in. This is how yep. you appeal to the hipsters. This is how you get them in, and I'm like, this is what's going on here, and I'm like, oh my god, this is, it's the bike share, but the California way of bike sharing, because now I don't know, I don't even know why who decided we're gonna do, we're gonna do scooters to the bikes, and it's just, it's scooters one... is better though, yeah, the bike, the scooter shit is so much better. Like there were people riding scooters through the hotels, through the conventions. Yeah, they stuff. were, they were, they were, like, when, when... and nobody was like, don't ride your scooter through here. It was just like calm. It was. It's like, hey, look, he's on the scooter. I mean, I saw I saw a couple on a scooter. I saw a grown ass couple on one scooter. The dude was like six foot, like six five, and he was standing behind his girl. They were riding it like you would ride a motorcycle, but if you put your girl in front of you on the motorcycle, but you controlled it. That's how he was doing the scooter. So she was in front of him holding on, and he was actually steering from behind her on these scooters. Amazing. And I was like, Jesus Christ, Amazing. this is a whole new level of Amazing. wow. And again, it's one of the things where it's like, you know, you know what, honestly, without the justification, it'd be cool. It'd be something that's, that's nice. If, if, if they put these around, think about it. If you put these around and you had affordable housing and you allowed people who were in, in the neighborhood to be able to have access to stuff to move around, you then can kind of almost bypass in a way public transportation. Cause you can just get around. Like people literally were, like you said, this guy was using to go to work. You know, it's almost better than public transportation where you can, you can and, it, and it costs you less. Because like you said, $2 to get to work, like that's that's way more than I, that, that's way less than what I paid to ride the Metro out here to get to work when I'm trying to go to work. So it's like, yo, it's, it, it, like I said, it, it's one of those things where these innovations can be used for good. Like imagine if you, if you could, you, you, like you could, you could, if you, if you were trying to find a way to help, you know, you know, homeless people to work. You have a, have a set of dedicated bike shares for them to use and things like that. You use, I mean, there's just too many different ways that if people really want to innovate, they could find a way to deal with all this stuff, but they're not doing it. They're not doing it, you know, and it's just, it, it's sad. Sad. So, anyway, let's, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll quickly uh, go through some of the stuff for San Diego Comic Con. I, I guess the way we'll do this is we'll just say, what were your highlights for uh, San Diego Comic Con this year? 
Let's see. Highlights. Uh, meeting Juan Carlo Esposito and getting that selfie. Uh, meeting Ruth Nega and getting that selfie. Uh, Andrew Lincoln getting the rest of the main cast of The Walking Dead to look at my camera multiple times so I could get that picture. <laughs> um, hmm. Oh, finding that peanut butter oh, that uh, peanut stout. Butter milk yeah. stout. <laughs> that shit was a uh, that shit was Gucci, yes. That was the first Riding night we were the there. Scooter. Huh? I said that was the first night we were there. Yeah. Yep. That was first. That was day one. I discovered that. Our waitress there was cool. Like, yeah. The, you know, I got to put tattoos. up the picture of her tattoo. Yeah. I haven't even edited those pictures yet. Yeah. That, that was Gucci. Riding a scooter was Gucci. Um, just the 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 Airbnb was, was decent. It was fine. Like, I don't, I mean, it was hot, but it was fine. But actually, like all of us just congregating and being able to talk mm-hmm. uh, every morning and every night after, and like everybody respecting everybody's spaces, given that tight space in general, it I'm was surprised, five of us yeah. in there at one point, and I, I did not feel <laughs> like nobody got on my nerves. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like I don't know how you felt, but nobody actually got on my nerves, well, and everybody was still doing their own thing. Well, one, I, I passed out like almost every time we got back to the hotel room, any, uh, the, the room anyway. So there was that. But yeah. no, no, you're absolutely right. We were able to get. Because it was actually a tight space at one point to get five people in there. And we were able to do it and um, didn't, you know, we, we worked out really well. You know, everybody like respected got to everybody's food. We all right. we went shopping. We kept the fridge full. Everybody respected everybody's food. Like Ubering was was, work, was worked out very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, we we do so we do so many we do so many interviews and stuff, and it, there's so many photo lines. Of course, like the Black Lightning photo line, uh, getting to see Lachelle in action, I thought was fucking amazing. And I guess my other highlight would be um, would be when I went to that the show for YouTube, um, Impulse, mm. and the the girls, the three leads in the show, the three female leads in the show were like, let's do a fake laugh. And they did this ha-ha-ha-ha-ha laugh so I could take a picture of them doing it because that's the picture they wanted. And after they, after I took the picture, I put the camera down and I was like, wow. And that actually caused them to burst out in actual laughter. So I took that picture, which was much more authentic and, and amazing. And I, just that reaction in general, like you have these people and everybody treats them like stars and everybody dresses them up, especially the women dresses them up like dolls. They walk around and they have all these handlers and stuff. And we actually joked about that at one point, like why they need handlers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, now you drink. Now eat. Yes, you, you, now you go poopy. You yeah. want to go poopy? Yeah, Let's you, go poopy. They really do. They really do talk to <laughs> Like that's some of them need handlers for stuff like that, it seems. But um you when you when you get a reaction like that from people you get brought back down to remembering that they're actual fucking people. Yes, they're on shows and they're stars and they have handlers and caretakers and PR folk and managers and some have security. But also, they're still regular ass people. And a lot of them know that. They know they're regular people and they actually are more annoyed by the fame shit then you'd realize because they really just want to go to fucking Target and be able to buy something. They really just want to walk up the block. They really just want to go to Cadoba and have a burrito. Like <laughs> that's what they want to do, but they can't because if somebody recognizes them, 
then it turns into a Bieber fest or some shit and they can't finish their fucking nachos. Stuff like that. Well, that's why they're always in the Bayfront because like, so like the CW stars, they'll actually come down. Some of them will come down. Some of them will come down. Uh, like the Star Trek Discovery folks came, not, not like some of the ones, not like, I mean, obviously Shaniqua, if she came down, she would be bum rushed, but some of the Star Trek Discovery people came down and were in the Bayfront bar and were walking around like, uh, Wilson Cruz, I think, was worried that people wouldn't recognize him, and they didn't. So he was just walking around chilling and drinking. I think he was shocked and surprised that nobody came over. And so he was, and that's what they do. They sit there and chill. When we walked into the Bayfront on, I think it was Thursday, because he, he, he noticed, um, she remember Shannon from last year, David Harwood saw Shannon. We went up to him and talked to him real quick. Had, he, was, he was eating at the, at the, at the, at the, at the, the bar, talked to him real quick. You remember Shannon from last year and then talking to her. And it was cool. It's like, they, like, you're right. Like San Diego, I think one the atmosphere, and the and the weather and where it is, the fact that most of them haven't have are, are it's like I I equated to like the first day of school. At most, they've shot an episode, so they're not like fully into the work yet. They've had summer break where they they've been off, they've been chilling, they've been going on vacation. Now they're coming back to work with their friends. A lot of these people are friends off off air anyway. You see it on their Instagram, you know and. You know, they're they're seeing everybody again. They're back together. They're all happy. They're joyous. Like, it is a, like, when we go back and recap New York Comic Con, you'll know there will be a marked difference in how we it's say it. a very it. different tone. Because, well, one, it's, I think it's, it's one, it's New York. And the weather there is always dreary anyway. But they've also been working longer. It, it just feels like a, everybody's more and more serious. At, at San Diego, like, I didn't get a lot of solo pictures. I really, there were so many people I didn't get solo pictures of in, in the Arrow Room. It's because like you could not as photographer and like I know other photographers probably pissed about this. I didn't care. You they they would not leave each other alone. So like so Stephen Amell is coming down the line to take solo pictures. All of a sudden Colton Hayes Haynes and fucking um, Rick Gonzalez come over and they start hugging him and, and messing with him. And so you couldn't get a solo picture of Stephen Amell because they over here messing with him. Then Colton Hayes started doing a uh, picture solo. And then uh, Emily came over and started doing these poses behind his back or something like that. So it's like they're just they're just they're they're just being clowns. They're having fun. They're and it's it's just a joyous time for them. And they don't really care. It's not a lot. To, they can't really spill any secrets about the show because they just started and they're just happy to be hanging around with their friends. And we just happen to be there watching them do that, right? And it it is so interesting seeing how they interact and how they just they have fun because they get to enjoy California but not also be in L.A. I think that's also a big thing for them as well. And yeah, um, I mean, you have people that enjoy. You have people that also care about like the press or the photographers on a particular level. Um, the the Better Call Saul panel had essentially every lead from the show except Mike, and of course, uh, uh, Saul's Saul Jimmy's brother. Uh, uh, was it Chuck? And Chuck, for reasons that if you're watching the show, you know. Um, but like Michael Mando was there, uh, Nacho, and I've been a fan of Michael Mando probably since he did Far Cry 3's villain and since he was on um, Orphan Black. So I've been I've been following his career for a while and I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. He is he's a stellar actor and he really should be getting put in more stuff as either the villain or just the lead in general. But um. I walked up to him after the panel and I, I wish I'd asked for a picture. I didn't even think to ask, like, I, cause I thought to ask for one for Juan Carly, uh, Carlo Esposito. 
Uh, Juan Carlos Brazil after that, but I didn't think because Michael Mano was actually the first one I walked up to. And, you know, I was just like, yo, I've been a fan since like Far Cry 3. He was like, oh shit, that's what's up. And I was like, um, like I'm a fan of you on the show and I hope they do something more with your character in like the, the Spider-Man universe in the next film. Like, I hope they do something with you, man, because like you, you're like, you deserve that shit. And, you know, he was like, thank you. And he told this really, he told some really good personal stories on that panel. I hope to get that audio edited soon. But when he was walking away, he turned back around. He was like, hey, what's your name, yo? And I, you know, I told him my name. He came back over and like, he just shook my hand. He was like, cool, cool. Nice to meet you. And it wasn't a, what's your name? Just to ask you. It was more like a, what's your name? So if I see you again, mm-hmm. I might remember you. That like, that stuff is different. And that was like, the, that happens to me pretty often. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm a black photographer. I don't know if it's because of the way I approach people, but I had a few actors that'll just ask me, hey, what's your name? Like, what what is your name? While dealing with everybody else that's up there, that same question doesn't come out. And it's typically actors of color. Oh, yeah. So stuff like that always makes me, like, it's always kind of a highlight too. Uh, makes me feel better about just, I think the way our presentation is, it clearly our presentation is better than other people, despite that we're not, uh getty or wired or fox or lord infinity like fucking comcast was there doing interviews yeah, yeah. sony was there doing interviews fandom like we're not them but clearly we're somebody important enough to for people to try to remember us so I, like that's always dope well one um, thing that one thing that i think helps is because we are black and particularly when it comes to and i didn't realize because I, I did more photography this year uh, than I than I normally do. I, like I said, for Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl, I just went in to take pictures. Um, and w- we say this every year, but there usually be no black people on the line for photos. Like at most, it'll be like for some of the the, the rooms that definitely have black people in them. You'll be there, like um, like if it's gonna be like a, a quote unquote black show, like so Black Lightning. Um, I think Purge was it Purge Night. Had yeah, per, that person had some in there. But yeah. Um, but like for for some some other ones, like and I don't even say I think even for the Cutthroat City thing, I might have been the only one. I definitely don't want to take picture with my camera to take pictures. But I think I might have been the only one that actually replied to that to actually do the round tables. Um But usually for these other things, like like we went into Night Flyers because we were like, Oh wait, Jody Turner Smith, which by the way, I have a funny story about this. I did not know this until then. I I, I went and talked to my friend Leah and she was like, you know what? You, you don't remember Jody, do you? I was like, no, what are you talking about? She was like, apparently she was from her chapter. <laughs> her AKA oh. chapter. And I completely forgot about this. And I think I might have met Jody before. <laughs> and I didn't recognize her. She was like, oh, no, no, now she plays on the, her accent and stuff like that. But she was like, I think you have met her before. I was like, she did look kind of familiar, but I couldn't remember. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. That's but what's like, up. Right. But like um like Joni uh we we did uh, night flight because it was like, oh wait, there are black people in here. I want to go there and take pictures of these people. You know, when we did the charm, we sat there and waited for the charm girls to come out. You know, it's like all this stuff happened, and then you find out you're you're like you like maybe like two at most there's three. If it's a busy room, there might be three black photographers out of maybe ten. If it's a smaller room, like I said, there was nobody in. And the thing about coming coming with the flash was because the Flash was the same time as Purge Night, there were only five of us to take pictures, and they had all the black women. 
Like uh, Jesse L. Martin wasn't there, but you had Candace Patton. Uh, you had uh, I, I can't remember her name. Was it Jessica something? I, I can't remember her, her last name. The one who's playing their daughter, or, uh, Barry and, and Iris's daughter. She was in that room. And the woman who played uh, Cecile was there. Like he had, yeah, all these beautiful black women there. No other black photographers there to take pictures. And so, like, I think that when you when, because it is one of the things. Like when you see someone who looks like you, you immediately want to kind of you know, know more about them. You're like, yo, I don't see you everywhere. I don't see, I don't get to see black photographers or black press. And it's something we've seen, we've seen before about like the red carpets, how uh, sometimes people won't, um, black press is usually uh, gotten to last. And so you've had to have people make efforts to have black press, you know, be able to talk to some of the black actors and black actresses. And it's just, it's, it, I, I think that makes it stand out. And I think, especially at San Diego, a lot of these, um, the talent is a lot more friendly with, for the most part, most of the press. Like, you'll come, if you're at a round table, you have somebody come around. You're not even just a round table. I can't remember what, what room it was. Um, but we were just taking pictures. And the guy came down, somebody came down and just asked us all their names and asked us what we were shooting for and things like that before we even took pictures. It just wanted, wanted to know who you guys, who we were. And I think that that's something that... Um, is pretty unique to San Diego, at least compared to New York Comic Con. Because in New York, I feel like they come in, they just want to get out, <laughs> which I can't blame them for that because mm-hmm. New York sucks. But yeah, so um, I guess before we move on, I guess we got to mention this. I, I did this on the mailbag, but I'll, I'll ask you too, and we, we talked briefly about it. Uh, what did you think about the? Because the only time we went to Hall H was for WB. Um, this year, I think uh, Hall H was very weird this year. Because outside of the WB stuff, nobody else was there. And for the first time ever, after WB, like, Hall H cleared out. I've never seen yeah. it clear out in the morning. Because usually people are there waiting for Marvel and or, or, or Westworld or something else happening later on that day. Because HBO really wasn't there this year. Um, Marvel definitely wasn't there this year. There was nothing. So the, for the first time ever, like, WB had Saturday on lock. And they went early, and then they shut it down. So... Um, I thought they did a good presentation. What did you think? I mean, I'll, the Johnny Depp thing aside, which was just tone deaf as fuck. But again, in that room, it worked for them because people cheered, which I, I find absolutely still mind boggling. It's disgusting to me. This is after the story about him uh, being sued because he um, allegedly punched a crew member on set. <laughs> not, not of the Fantastic Peace, but of another another movie. Um, I, I just, whatever, other than that, I think they did a pretty good job. What, what did you think? I mean, for me, uh, given it, it actually was the Hall H highlight, I believe there were some Hall H, uh, events that I wanted to go to. Of course, I wanted to go to the Sony one. Yeah. I wanted to go to the Venom giant. I wanted to go to the, um, glass presentation and even the Halloween. I'm not a fan of really big fan of the Halloween films, but I still would have liked to go just to hear what they said on the panels and whatnot. And I think the reason that Hall H was weak this year was so many absences because they just didn't have shows that necessarily they wanted to present, I guess, which I think that they could have used that opportunity to maybe showcase some other shows or bring some other talents to Comic-Con that they did. And black talents. Let me just, let me just get into this. They need to start bringing black talent to Comic-Con. I don't know what the fuck is up with these networks not wanting to bring black shows to Comic-Con. Maybe they think that it's only geek culture stuff, but that's complete bullshit. Like, The Good Place is 
NBC has no problem bringing every show in their fucking C- network CBS, CBS. to Comic-Con. And I think that is, huh? It's CBS, because that's, that's that CBS room is always a fucking mess that bring like 20 oh, No, no, shows. I mean NBC. I mean NBC, too. Oh, okay. Like, NBC does advertisement crazy oh, yeah, okay. for Comic-Con on, on the train. And they bring them. Like, The Good Place was an, an activation. It was a setup there. And they do it every year, right? Netflix was very silent this year. With who they were bringing, I don't know what the fuck that was about. Like the, the Iron Fist panel wasn't in Hall H, I don't think. Um, I think it was in one of the ballrooms. I think it's ballroom it was smaller, ball, but ballroom Netflix 20. has all these new shows that 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 they just did not. They did not bring them to Hall H, and I don't understand why because they're they're Netflix at this point. And I say the same about Hulu at this point. Hulu like did the Castle Rock thing and they did the advertisement for it, but the fact that there's not a Handmaid's Tale panel in Hall H and stuff like that, I find to be a bit confusing. Um, Westworld and nothing from HBO came through, which HBO absolutely, with the return of Insecure in August, could have used that as an opportunity to bring the Insecure cast Mm -hmm. through Hall H. And that would have been a big, bold move for Black attendees to Comic-Con. And if they didn't bring them to Hall H, they could have put them in a ballroom or Indigo something. Like They could have brought them through and just seeing what the reaction might have been, I think we're really sleeping on a lot of our shows of color and not bringing them through Comic-Con. I don't, because there are people, fans were here, we would go to the panels. So I don't I don't know why they don't, and it's at the advertisers there, but yeah, Netflix didn't really pull out, um, HBO didn't really pull out, Disney, I mean, the Disney Marvel was more cartoon stuff and the show stuff, but that wasn't Hall H. They could, Marvel absolutely could have done Hall H with their lesser Mar- lesser Marvel properties, but they didn't. I I, I don't I don't know why. Well, I, I think I think I think because Marvel t- uh, to be fair, Marvel TV always does Ballroom Twenty. So at that point, I don't th- I, I, I don't th- I don't think it's Marvel. I, I, I don't think it's Marvel. I think that that's on Comic Con itself. They could have. I think Comic Con could have adjusted the schedule. And first of all, I would have put WB last. If you, if you know you have nothing else, true. WB should have gone last. Middle of the day was kind of that was kind of wild. The to, first thing of the day is it didn't make any sense because after that everybody left. It, it didn't make any sense. Um, well, they did a Kevin Smith thing that night, and they did that Deadpool okay. one yeah. after that. So you were saying that that's where they gave the Marvel spot. They gave it to the Deadpool thing, which I guess Marvel just I don't I don't I don't understand exactly how they worked that. FX I don't FX has panels, but FX absolutely deserves a block in Hall H at this point. I don't know why they don't have one. With uh, uh, with and and maybe maybe not just FX, but maybe Fox in general should have a hall. Well, did they bring? Did they bring who who? Cause I just saw the everything for it. Did they bring Minds? Did anybody bring Minds to the 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 the, the, the Sons of Anarchy spinoff? Did they? Yes, bring... they did. It was Sunday. They did it Sunday. Yep. Okay. Okay. FX was... had a, they had a press room Sunday and they had a panel Sunday. But FX has Minds. They have Legion. Um, they absolutely could fucking do an Atlanta panel. This is the stuff I'm talking about. Like, yeah. why aren't why is not there an Atlanta panel well, I don't at Comic Con? Well, I don't understand why. Uh, if you're gonna, because again, when we did the CBS room, like there are a lot of shows in there that don't feel like they're Comic Con stuff because it was like they 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 have charm. They had a bunch of like, what was it? Crazy Bruh, girlfriend tell me a story. Tell me a story. Ex girlfriend. Right. The Max girlfriend. Um, yeah, they had crazy, um, crazy ex girlfriend. They had a Magnum PI. Um, There's a Magnum PI. Yeah, like, so they had all that stuff in there. I'm like, so why couldn't you bring Blackish? Like I, I don't, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why I, black. I don't know why those shows don't get brought out to Comic Con. 
and, and it and it's it you're you're not gonna tell me that um not arrested development, but um and you could actually literally have done an arrested development thing, but you could have done you could have done a panel where they had arrested development, followed by blackish, followed by um what's the other show that's really popular that's like um it's arrested the, development of like oh, no. modern family. And okay. modern family, yeah, and that could have been a boat, hard You know, you have you have all the, like it's it's, it's 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 a funny thing that you mentioned it because at this point, like you know, it's called San Diego Comic Con, but for years now, it's been way beyond like comics, and it's been more about pop culture. And so you're right; it, it is interesting that we, we see this increase. And in, because remember, I remember like the first time that that Comic Con really exploded into a pop culture thing is when people got mad at them, which is when they brought Twilight. And they started putting Twilight in Hall H. Culture, yeah, right, and they put it at Twilight in Hall H. But I'm like, so what is the what is the criteria for bringing something? Because I don't understand. Like, I don't understand why you don't bring. Like you said Handmaid's Tales. Why they didn't? I mean, obviously it's oh, we can't do it now. But you could have brought Scandal. Like all these different things you could have brought. You would have had people showing up. Because the thing about bringing Twilight was. People show, and that's when the Hall H stuff started getting really, really fucking crazy. Because people showed up and they were just Twilight fans. They just they would get tickets. They would show up. They only came to Comic Con because they were Twilight fans. So at this point, and, and I'm 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 very very interested. I, I don't let me see because I don't know if they've are, are released official numbers yet for for this year. But I'd be very interested in seeing what the numbers were for. Um, uh, let me see, 2018 attendance. I mean, for what for for Comic Con attendance? Mm-hmm. The fact that Comic Con attendance isn't the isn't is never going to be an issue because they sell out of tickets every year. Every year, like there are people who don't get passes, so we we that's not the number we could, that's not a number we need to ever actually doubt. I would more be interested in their Hall H attendance numbers. Well, that definitely went down throughout the week, but the actual con attendance is definitely up. Because they're still denying people passes. Like there are people who are still like I sat in that damn queue for two hours waiting to get it. I didn't get shit. We still get Uber rides where there are people like, I'm so mad I couldn't get a pass this year. Yeah. So like I, I tried and I couldn't get it. I've, I've been living in San Diego for five years and I've never been to Comic-Con because they always sell out and I can never get a pass. And here's the thing. Maybe, so, maybe you don't, maybe you don't do like, and again, I, I don't think that all these things need to Holy Cause again, Holy is a big one. That, that's a, that's 6,500 people. And so maybe you don't do 6,500 people, but you do, you can do a ballroom 20. You can do a, you can do a smaller room for some of these things. And have activations. You can have uh, signings. Like I, I just, I just find it, like you said, it's, it's very weird that they do not reach out to these other demographics that you can definitely, um, definitely tap into. Because I mean, you're I tapping with everything. Underestimating else. their properties. Like I, we can't. We can absolutely do a solo blackage panel in ballroom. Or one of the other Indigos, like I said, or one of the other, like where they do Steven Universe and stuff like that. Because like Steven Universe has never been like a Hall H thing. It's always been an Indigo thing. So like that's fine. Like the same place they put Man Helsing. That's a very big room. I'm saying that I feel like from the network standpoint, ABC, Fox, NBC, CBS are not diversifying their properties that they're bringing to Comic-Con. And that is giving a weak Hall H experience. So I'm particularly just talking about how to enhance the Hall H experience. Because when networks like Netflix and HBO and Marvel don't come through, it's kind of like, oh, we're dead. But look what AMC did this year. AMC had the Breaking Bad reunion 
with the Better Call Saul, like putting that together was perfect for Hall H because you know you're going to have fans for that. And then they have their regulars, Preacher, Fear the Walking Dead, um, The Walking Dead. Um, maybe I wish they'd bring Badlands. They never fucking bring Badlands, which always upsets me. Um, and some of the other shows that they have. But I don't see NBC, Fox, and ABC doing the same things, diversifying their shows when they're bringing them through and actually having a big like ABC Hall H panel or a big NBC Hall H panel. And maybe I need to go back through the program and maybe I'm wrong about this. No, they like, don't. Well, so remembering which panels were the, which thing attractions were the biggest in Hall H this year, I remember AMC stuff, Sony, and Warner Brothers. Well, to be fair, That's, those are the only ones I can remember off, like just off of, off the top of my head. And usually I feel like it's more, but I don't feel like they went, anybody went out of their way to do something different this year. And it's still sad that different for me means including black shows oh, yeah, absolutely. in your huge events. Well, I, I, I think, I, I think honestly the absence of Marvel didn't, it just showed you how weak that lineup has always been. Cause if you think about it, cause as someone, cause Probably. we're usually not in there all the time. Usually what happens, we'll, we maybe we'll swing by, and we're just going on Saturday because there's different days. Well, Saturday's usually the big day. Saturday is the criminal of the crew because that's that's usually Warner Brothers, and then it, it starts with Warner Brothers and ends with Marvel Studios. And well, and obviously there's the Kevin Smith thing afterwards, but on, and sometimes it's CW because the CW usually sometimes does have that. So usually what happens is Marvel comes in, then CW does their little the little their little uh, night, and then they'll even have Kevin Smith there after afterwards, or or they'll combine it with Kevin Smith or something like that, right? Um. And they'll come in with like the Flash and Arrow and all that stuff. They'll come in there, um, but what you, we don't usually cover in between now that is in between WB and Marvel Studios is usually a bunch of nothing. And and again, there's some things that are nice because they they move the a woman who kick ass panel, which is usually a really good panel. They they usually and that's usually pretty good. They move that one in out of out of Ballroom Twenty. They move that to Hall H, which I think is fine. Um, that one that one can stay. Um, but like outside of that, there's a bunch of stuff that no, I can't remember what it was they announced was coming in after Warner Brothers, but they had just shown the Aquaman trailer and they just shown like two Aquaman trailers. They showed the first one that got released. Then they showed a, a, the, the one that was a whole H only that showed him in the original costume. And that was it. That was the end of the program. And then they were going to something like basket weaving 101. Stay here for that. And we're like, nobody's saying for that shit. Nobody, nobody's so like, I'm going I'm going through I'm going through like the Hall H panels and thank God there's a search function on comiccon.org where you can just type in Hall H and it'll show you everything that's supposed to be at Hall H. So for each day. So for Thursday, you're looking at these like these are the panels in order. This is what you're looking at. Predator from 20th Century Fox. <clears throat> on what day was Thursday that? play Thursday, okay. Huh? It was this Thursday? Thursday. Okay. I mean, but this is Predator. This yeah. is the movie Predator mm-hmm. at 10.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. in Hall H. Okay, that that was... I don't know what that's about. That should have been later. But so you start off with Predator. You get Thursday playback room block number one, Doctor Who, Marvel Games panel. What? Thursday playback room block number oh, no, two. No, 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 no. So the playback room, That what that is, is in the Omni Hotel... They play back the panels. Oh, okay. That's okay, what that cool, is. That's, cool, what, that's cool, the playback. Okay. Yeah, so skip over those. Those are not okay, actually in Hall okay, H. Cool. I was about to say that's kind of confusing. Okay, so so they had Predator, Doctor Who, Marvel Games panel, Dragon Ball Super, 
AMC's Better Call Saul, then the 10th, the Breaking Bad Anniversary, then Assassination Nation panel uh, with the cast and Russo brothers. So that was Thursday. That's actually a pretty good. Um, Thursday actually sounds like it was actually the only day that. Yeah, that's, from, that's actually not bad. That's a, I mean, that's you had Doctor Who, yeah. Dragon Ball Super, Predator, and then Breaking Bad, and then you ended with Russo Brothers and Assassin's Creed. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty. That's a that's a pretty good, like consistent Hall H panel day. To be perfectly honest, uh, go go. That's for not it. bad. So so Friday you had Doctor Horrible sing along blog reunion. I don't know what the fuck that is. Um. AMC's Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, then you had Star Trek, then you had Trailer Park, then you had the Universal Pictures Glass and Halloween, then you had Bumblebee. Uh, well, no, actually, well, yeah, you had, what the, this is out of order. You had Bumblebee, which I guess was part of the Sony Pictures panel, and you had AM, you ended with AMC's Preacher. So that's okay, but that's basically like AMC held down today and Universal came through. And Sony and Universal came through with Bumblebee, Glass, and Halloween. Not spectacular, but that's still good. Okay, that's, that's a good day. Saturday's that's the day, a good day. they got like Star Trek Discovery, also. So that's yeah. that's, a, that's cool. Saturday was um, Warner Brothers, and it literally says Warner Brothers theatrical. <laughs> so you, Warner Brothers, and then you had rizza movie which again the fact that rizza has a movie that gets hall h but like blackish uh insecure and atlanta have never been through here if there's no you can tell me they don't deserve a hall h panel now um rizza women who kick ass deadpool and kevin smith that, that's weak that's weak saturday was really weak that's really fucking weak and then sunday was supernatural riverdale mayans legion Okay, so I mean, and it's Sunday, which which is fine. But Mayans Legion, actually, Supernatural, Riverdale, Mayans, and Legion all should have been on Saturday. Yeah, at that point, you should again. I, I think that they they didn't adjust their schedule for Marvel Studios not being in there. So they, they all should be, and also um, for any Supernatural fans, if you're like a legit legit Supernatural fan. You really should be hanging out in Hilton Bayfront because those actors are always. Oh yeah, down you, just, you, just, you just see them. Yeah. Oh, I, like I'm not a fan of the show, not because I don't like it. I've just never watched it, but the actors are always there, sitting, chilling, having drinks, eating food. They're very approachable. Yeah. So if you're a fan, then you're trying to get your selfie or something. Uh, Hilton Bayfront bar is the spot you might want to go to. It's expensive. Like uh, it's what we're, casually be walking through there all day, too. All right. Um, so anything else you want to say about uh, San Diego before we move on to uh, you know, a couple... A couple. I got I got a great moment with White Purples, and I got two ridiculous stories that kind of just end on, a, end on a ridiculous note. Um, the only thing that I regret is how much footage we got, because I'm going to be going through this for the next yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, I got to... I got more things I'm edited into. It's 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 yeah. three interviews to do, and I'm looking at trying to find a new camera body to get, and I have no idea what I want to do. So, this, I'm yeah. not gonna lie that that I'm, I'm uh, eight fifty is um. <laughs> hey, like, and I'm I'm I'm. There's no I, there's no way I can convince myself if I'm going to buy a full frame body to buy Canon's Mark D four over Nikon's 850. I just, people are like, you shouldn't body, you shouldn't camera body hop. 
no, or you shouldn't do it every time a newer, better version of something comes out. That is true. I agree. But I sat on that Mark III not purchasing it because I knew Canon's four was coming. Canon's four came out and it is not, it is, it is an exceptional piece of camera body equipment. It is, it is amazing. It is not more amazing than that mm-hmm. Nikon on spec sheet. And just from the, the photography and the video stuff that I've seen and where a body, a camera body should be at right now in 2018. All right. Like that year early that that damn Canon body came out before that Nikon body is very, very prevalent. And it's, I was so ready to cop that four. And then I was like, fuck. I, when I started reading the specs, it I, just, yeah. there are things on AP, there are things on crop sensor bodies, ADD functions that exist that don't exist on the Mark D4. And we're talking about a $1,500 difference, actually a $2,000 mm-hmm. difference. That, that's a lot. That's a problem for me. That's that's a huge like we're talking about dropping thirty four hundred dollars on a camera that is lacking functionality that exists on a thousand dollar body. That's a problem. So I'm having a hard time, and I definitely need to upgrade because my sixty D is I I take amazing photos on a camera that is very fucking old. Like that, it's it's. <laughs> I think I realized I needed to get a new camera body when none of my SD cards worked in the Mark D4 because they were so outdated. So, yeah, I'm... Mm. Got you. Those are my regrets. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, 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 that, they, they, I've come home they, with they, homework to do. Yeah, that 850, I, I've been looking at I'm like, yo, uh, maybe when I sell this house, maybe I can use some of that money to buy this camera. Cause... Bro, the investment is would absolutely be worth it. I need, and there's I need... no way if you get one, I'm not going to be able to get one. I'm, well, I'm not going to be able to see you. Well, here's, here, like, here's what I decided. I, what I'm going to do is for New York, for New York, I'm just going to rent it again. So I can get, now that I'm used to it, because it the biggest problem was trying to get used to the, where all the features were and what you could do with it. Now that I've done that, I think I'm going to rent it again in uh for new york get better and i just need to take more i need to start taking more and more pictures so i'm gonna get used to taking more and more pictures and i think next by now next year saying it comes around i would have bought it by then so um because if, so, if i'm gonna drop it if i'm gonna if i'm gonna drop that kind of money i need to start taking pictures like every day and i'm gonna get to that point where we're using my 7200 to start doing that and getting used to it again so that way when i do drop the money for it i know i'm actually going to be using it so yeah. So like, but here's but here's the one. I see the way you're looking at it like that, but do realize you're shooting celebrities at cons. You're you are a top tier camera using person at this point. Not saying that you're a professional photographer because I don't. I'm not saying I'm a professional photographer. I am saying that if you are only using it to do San Diego Comic Con and New York Comic Con in comparison to what I see regular normal ass people using those thirty five hundred dollar <laughs> right. camera bodies for. <laughs> Do not sell yourself short, you're, sir. You're right. I have to, when I went to Canada, when I went to Canada to to do press for uh North by Northwest, people were like, Oh, why are you in Canada? And I'm like, I'm doing press photography for North by Northwest. And they're like, Oh my God, I applied and I couldn't get in. That's so crazy. Like you came all the way here to do press, like you do press at other festivals, and I named them. They're like, My God, you do all that type of press? What camera do you use? this $800 60D Canon. Really? And I'm like, yes. And I'm like, what camera do you use? Oh, well, I have this uh, Canon Mark III that I got for my birthday from my parents. 
I use it to take pictures sometimes when we go to parties. Mm-mm. So don't sell Mm-mm. yourself short. You're right. You're right. You're right. Cause Cause, cause, like, yeah, there are people out here buying those cameras and they're using them to take <laughs> like baby pictures at home, not professionally and barely amateurly. Right. So right. don't again, you're t- if you only buy it and use it for San Diego and New York, it's worth it. It's <laughs> like it's right. the investment and such is well worth it. But it, at least for you you have enough updated body in your older one mm-hmm. that you don't have to, you can get the 850 and still use the 72. I'm actually in a situation where yeah. for me, my 60D is so old. Mm. And even though it it works, it is, it still works amazingly. And y'all see the pictures that I take. It has the, the, the year of it or whatever has not affected my photography skills, which have gotten better every year, the more work I've done. But the way I look at it is like, if I get a Nikon 850, right, that means I have now joined the Nikon family and still am, an, am a Canon person. So for the lenses that I already have, the 70 to 200, what I would essentially probably do is buy a Nikon and get like their version of the 24 to 70 for that that body, right? Well, you could do that. And you could also just get the get the converter. And, and, and I'm going to have to get a converter because I'm going to need to use my 70 to 200 with it as well. But to kind of save it so I don't necessarily have to get a converter or use one all the time, I'm probably also going to need to buy mm-hmm. like an 80D Canon. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to need to spend the 3300 <laughs> on the 850 and another 1000 right. on another Canon body well, so I can have well, you know what an you up-to-date do. I'm in, well, I'm in a well, bit of a pickle. Well, you know what you do? Because you know what I did with my 7200 was? Well, I, I bought that refurbished. Either either use or refurbish or something like that. So that way I had that as a backup. Because that's that's what I do. I uh, and I'm I'm gonna go forward using that. But what we did this year was we used the eight fifty I used the eight fifty to take pictures, but then I used the seventy two hundred as just the video camera. Um and I think if I take more pictures, what I would love to do is actually because the one problem I ran into is because uh, I had the eighty five millimeter on the eight fifty, I could not take group shots. So you you really almost need you almost need three, but like you you really do need to shoot with two. You need to have one that can shoot the wide shots and then one that can get to the portrait with. Because sometimes you just can't. Oh, for sure. You yeah. can't. You can't. You can't. You just can't do it, right? Um, that's what I do with my seventy two hundred. My seventy two hundred was used, and it worked out perfectly. And I'm like, that's great. I I didn't have to put, pay full price for it. It still got the updated body that I needed and the updated features I needed. And um, that that's what worked out. But you, you're right. It's 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 just you know, we don't understand. And there, there, are people, there are people who are going to suggest to me, well, maybe you should get a used like Mark three instead of getting an ADD. Right. Well, it, and that creates another problem. I have lenses that are spe- that I love that are specifically for crop sensor cameras. So I can't yeah. use those lenses anymore. Unless I have a crop sensor camera, yo, Ooh, that that white that white that white angle. We 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 both have the white angle. I think you have the which one? I have the eleven. Right. To, I have the what the eleven to twenty or something like that. But like you have eleven to twenty. I have eleven to sixteen. Yeah, but yeah. We love we love that we love that lens, but it's a crop sensor lens specifically made for that for for a crop sensor. So it's like yeah, I think I actually I I do think having a crop sensor and a full frame. I think that I think that's I think that works. I think you I think no, I think it, it, it definitely does, right? And you get different types of pictures from either one of them. And I'm so used to the crop sensor that I would have to get used to the full frame. And during that transition, mm-hmm. I would still feel like I'm doing good work by taking pictures while still learning full frame um viewing. But the the problem is somebody might be like, Well, why don't you just get a used mm-hmm. um seventy why don't you get a used seventy D or why don't you get a used um Mark Four? I mean Mark Three, right? 
you'll have two full frames. So I was, let's, let's say I was ignoring the crop sensor thing. Why don't you just get a used Mark III? And you can. You can get a Mark III, a Canon Mark III by $1,000, which is the same price as an ADD. Here's the problem. The ADD has better technology. In it. I'm not, and, 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 and not, not, I want to say better. It has newer uh, it has, has newer technology in it. So things like wireless and Bluetooth to your phone. Things like Listen, that 120 frames per second <laughs> in full HD. These things are important to me now, especially if you're paying over $2,000 for a camera mm-hmm. or even if you're paying between $1,000 and $1,500 for a camera. See, the 6D Mark II would have been a great midpoint investment where I would have saved $1,500 and would have gotten a full-frame body but that motherfucker does not have particular features that the ADD does because Canon fucking refuses to make a strong, full, like well-rounded, competitive camera. And I don't think that I'm going to get a better a better camera from them that could match the Nikon and the Sony's because Sony is making a nice piece of equipment over there right now. This is expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Canon is going to try to keep up with them because one, they don't have to. And because they're canon. And two, if they did try it, the body wouldn't come out for probably another three years. And I can't mm. wait another three years. Like I need to upgrade now. I'm, I need to look, upgrade. I want to upgrade before New York Comic Con. Look, so look here. That I'm um, in a pickle. That little smart bridge technology when I finally got it hooked up with my phone and the camera and it would just automatically download those pictures from the from the camera to my phone. And I opened my phone and was like, Yeah, when did I get this picture when did I transfer the picture? Oh, it did it automatically. Like that shit was I mean, you gotta make sure that it doesn't fill up your um fill up your, your camera storage but man that shit was fucking amazing i'm not gonna lie <laughs> no it is dope it is that a very dope very shit. dope feature all right all right let's get let's go on let's get these last few stories out of the way and we can wrap this up um first up i think it's everybody's favorite great moments of white privilege So this is one of the stories that I missed uh, when I was out because I was thank God I was I was missing it because I didn't want to read this bullshit. Um, so uh, Paula White, pastor of the New Destiny Christian Center in in Florida, uh, spoke with um, in an interview and says that there's a difference between Jesus as a refugee and those who enter the U.S. illegally. Amid the hysteria surrounding the separation of immigrant families who recently entered the United States illegally, one of Donald Trump, uh, Donald, uh, I'm not even calling him president, one of uh, Donald Trump's spiritual advisors, spiritual advisors, Paula White is speaking out in support of the stronger border laws and explaining the difference between Jesus as a refugee and those who break the immigration laws. White recently visited the Youth for Tomorrow facility in Bristow, Virginia, a foster facility that has taken care of several unaccompanied uh, immigrant children um, stolen from their parents. Who are trafficked in the U.S. from countries like Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador. After visiting the center, White told CBN News in an interview that aired on Monday that is being portrayed as much of the uh, is being portrayed by much of the media as misleading. She also said that some of the people are taking biblical scriptures out of context when debating the issue. White was asked by the CBN's national security correspondent Eric uh, Eric Rosales if there were any biblical scriptures that came to mind during her visit. I think so many people, she says, I think so many people have taken biblical uh, scriptures out of context on, on this to say stuff like, well, Jesus was a refugee, White responded. Yes, he did leave in, live in Egypt for three and a half years, but it was not illegal. Um, if he had broken the law, then he, then he would have been sinful and he would not have been our Messiah. She has also described the center she admitted as amazing, beyond phenomenal, 
They care for the children, said White, who was also a senior pastor at the New Destiny Christian Center in Florida. Not just three square meals a day, psychiatric care, clinical, medical care, chapel, chapel, events, schooling, language, and love. So each children is given an assessment when they arrive, which includes medical and, and debt evaluation. Yeah, um, the only thing I took from this was was the fact that you should probably name this episode Refugee Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that I took away from this. Re- refugee Jesus. Just, I, I just, I, I never thought of Jesus as a refugee, but okay, sure. I figured everybody back then was a refugee, but sure. Okay. Refugee Jesus. I, I, what I love about the, the whole thing that the, 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 they've been using with this whole thing of, um, you know, uh, Jesus, like her whole thing was, well, Jesus couldn't have been a refugee. Well, Jesus was a refugee, but he wasn't illegal because if he had been illegal, then that meant he was breaking the law, which then meant he couldn't be a messiah because according to him, he can't be a messiah if he broke the law. But for what I remember correctly about Jesus, the reason why he was actually crucified is because he was breaking the law, which he said was the law of man, not the law of his father. But again, what do I know? I don't give a shit about Jesus and God anymore myself, but like, what the fuck? How do you guys not? I, I just find it very, very. I find the Christian right in this country very just disgusting. Like they have like it, we've always kind of known that they've kind of twisted the, the scripture and religion for their own needs. But the way they've done it now is just so blatantly like disgusting. From 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 Jeff Sessions saying that, you know, um the law, the 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 the, the law, the separating children from their parents is, is 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 in the Bible and is therefore okay. To now them saying this dumb shit with you know, you know, uh, G, you know, this difference between Jesus as a refugee and and those who enter in the country illegally, even though they also are refugees. I don't. I don't. Like I said, refugees. I just. I, I I am I am I am I believe in a higher power. Um, I believe in supernatural stuff. I believe in magic. <laughs> but uh, do you? Yes, I do. But I don't believe in church. So take that as you will. Well, but because church is the when man-made... I hear stuff like this, I'm just kind of like, well, they're church people. So there you but go. I feel like church is the man. I, I feel like church is the man-made bullshit that has corrupted anybody like here's the thing i don't have any problem with people believing in higher power believing in spirituality and anything like that as long as it doesn't infringe on other people's like rights but that i feel like that's what church is church is people giving people who want to be bigots who want to infringe on other people a, a, a roof to congregate underneath so you the, like, oh, church you want- makes people feel special yeah. like in that Anything that makes people feel more not I don't want to say church makes people feel special. Church makes people, some people feel more special mm-hmm. than other people. And anything that makes certain people who have like terrible ego terrible egos and are just self-hating individuals, anything that makes them feel more special than other people makes them feel chosen amongst other unchosen. You're gonna start to see shit they say and do that does not make any fucking sense because to, to anyone and it doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense or not it still makes them feel good it makes, it makes them feel more chosen and more special than you 
And that's why I can't get down with church people. That's yeah. why I can't get down with church, period. But, like, but that's I, what it's I always get been it. about. It's a sanctuary for some people. It just isn't that for me. I see it as a big, uh, I, I see it as a bunch of hypocrites congregating. And it's just, that's just not my thing. Plus, I feel dumb having conversations with people who just be believing shit and don't question shit. Well, it's 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 this thing, like you said, it's a sanctuary for people, for some people, but it's also some people have made their sanctuary, and so that the only way that they can feel like it's a sanctuary is if if they can put other people down, which is just, which again, it, it's such a weird thing because it goes against everything they're supposed to, they're supposedly for, and everything that's supposedly in the Bible. Everything that that's supposed to, that's supposed to be represented in there, they're just like, oh no 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 no, we don't care about that part. Love thy neighbor. Ah, uh, well, not if he's brown. Eh, not if not if he's poor. You know, it's just like it's just such a the structure in the institution is such a it's so problematic. And um, the, the Christian right is doing every uh, people are talking about. You know, when Donald Trump is done, it'll they'll um, when Donald Trump is done, they'll uh, it'll it'll uh, you know, ruin the, the GOP party, right? The GOP is literally, you know, ruining itself and, and, and it'll go away after Donald Trump because they just completely, and, and I don't believe in that, that shit, but I'm like, well, if we're going to talk about what the GOP has done, I, the Christian right should also be right up there with it because with the shit they have, they have sacrificed and they've given up at this point and, 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 and been full of shit is just like, it's ridiculous. Um, all right, let's end on a, on a funny note. You said what? Uh, I was saying it's sad. It's... Well, I was saying it's sad. It's ridiculously stupid. Oh, yeah. With, is. Uh, which is why I don't watch the news and shit. Uh, oh, yeah. It yeah. is. Um, so another reason why uh, I'm going to end with you, to you. Um, I'm calling these funny stories. Uh, these are the things that uh, maybe I'll do more of these kind of stories while I'm trying to avoid some of the, the heavier stuff that we led the show with. Um, so first one. saw this. Uh, the CDC urges Americans to stop washing condoms to reuse them. We say it because people do it. Nigga. <laughs> Look, when I saw this, I was like, that is natural selection. Let Darwin ha- let Darwin work his magic because we need some space. Plus, why the fuck we want to keep people around that don't know how to act? I don't want to hang out with them niggas. Y'all don't want to hang out with them niggas. If they are rewashing and reusing condoms and they end up dying from it, hey man, look, one less stupid I got to deal with. My God, one less person in front of me in the line at Starbucks, my nigga. I, I, I just, it's one of those things that I didn't know. Like at first, that was a parody account. I was like, no, no, this is actually from the CDC's official Twitter account. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has a message for sexually active Americans. Don't wash or reuse your condoms. The agency tweeted this week, most Americans, 72%, are having sex and about one in every four are using condoms. But apparently, we aren't, we aren't all doing it right. We say it because people do it, the CDC says. In fact, research has found that many, as many as 3% of people have tried to reuse condoms and half of us have put a condom on too late or removed it too soon. Condoms effectively reduce the risk of con- contracting. Oh, you know, that's a, I, 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 first of all, first question I have, and I have so many questions with this. How does one reuse a condom? Like you've used a condom. How do you, you just put it back on? Yes. Two, how does one wash a condom? 
in water. But how? Are you hand washing a condom? Are you pointing? No, they're just, just rinsing it out. You just rinsing it. I what I have. So they many... might put a little bit of hand soap in it since the hand soap is right there, conveniently. So you you know three drops of hand soap and then you just rinse it out. And then you turn it up, upside down. Up, up. Just... Wait, wait. So is that going to be the new Dawn commercial? You know that you're like use Dawn to protect your hand or palm olives to protect your hands. Well, yo, you use palm olives. It'll help you uh, protect your dick and you won't get the chafing next time you put your dick in your dog. Your dick smells like green apples. <laughs> I know, baby. I reuse these condoms. What the fuck? Why like, your dick smell mountain fresh? Is this is like, what? Is, is, yo, is this how people? Is this how people are like? Combating dick smell is like what I don't. I'm very, very but, confused. But Chris, but with Chris, you know why this is accepted? I, I guarantee you, somebody's gonna make this argument, or it's already been oh made. My God. Because women reuse can reuse their protection. So, oh my God. I think you know what you know why I just said. Oh my I God! Guarantee you that argument has been used because you're right. That is the argument. I'd be like, don't don't women just rinse off their diaphragm? Well, it's no different, right? Well, you know, if, if people, um, if women are reusing dildos, why can't I? Oh, no, sir. That's not the same thing. I'm telling you. That's not the same thing. If you, if you want to understand, if you want to understand stupid, you got to get stupid. <laughs> Damn it. You got to get stupid. Because Chris. It's my, somebody's phone is ringing. Oh. <laughs> this shit is so stupid. That you like, you can't come up with it it's not for you it's for the stupids oh my god i didn't know this but apparently early condoms like the durex came with instructions to wash them they also had a semen that on the side that were used uh, made of actual rubber we now know better it's like wait a minute early condoms you could actually wash <laughs> this is amazing oh my god oh my god this is these are the decisions that people are making if you put forth the effort to wash and reuse your condoms. Whatever happens to you, you earned it. I want to make it sound like a prize. You, sir, are a fucking champion. See, but okay? the, but dudes, the, dude, the dudes that are wash their condoms are also the dudes that are one complain about you know their baby mamas and child support. They're also the ones that'll complain about how they'll be they'll be the dudes on Facebook being like, "I wish I could pick and choose my baby mamas." Like, but but but, sir. You did. You you did pick and choose your baby mama. You decided to put your dick into a used <laughs> a reused watch condom. <laughs> but she shouldn't be pregnant, dog, because I washed that shit out three times before I put it back on. We had so sex- I know she lying. The kid ain't mine. We had sex setting up, so obviously, you know, when you have sex setting up, you can't get pregnant, right? Right. Bro, I rinsed that shit out in warm water. I tell you, the kid ain't mine. How did? How did? I did not know that forty-year-old virgin turned into a documentary. <laughs> amazing. Uh, speaking of amazing, last story here. I just read this headline and I thought it was amazing. This happened again right after we did this. Handy check came out in July. I just didn't have time to do it. And I was like, I had to save this to bring this up. Pair high on bath salts fired gun at fireflies, mistaking them for alien lasers. <laughs> Fireflies, dog. Like <laughs> they thought they were alien lasers, and I'm sure all of them are still alive. Yes, yeah, and they're white, of course. This uh, is my thing. Cops shoot black people because they're scared <laughs> that we're like superhuman monsters when we're unarmed. Even 
Yet they let people like this live who, if you're going to be shooting people wrongly, can it at least be the stupid people so they don't accidentally or stupidly kill other people who didn't who don't deserve to die? Not saying that these people deserve to die. I'm just saying, like, why can't y'all just be consistently making a making the world a better place in your fucker in your fuckery and your fuck ups? Yes, we killed the guy, but the guy was shooting at fireflies with a machine gun. <laughs> he thought they were alien lasers. I'm not, I'm not saying he deserved to die. I'm just saying he ain't gonna help make us a better place. <laughs> So, like, versus you shot the guy that was raising his kids and had a full-time job, actively paying taxes. You fucking up your own system. Because you know Firefly Killer is not paying no fucking taxes. I don't know. Maybe they pay pay tax on their bath salts. I don't know. Uh, Suspected bath salts, green lasers, and fireflies. The police say they are all part of the story that put two people in jail. Troopers say 20-year-old Jesse Seals and 22-year-old Catherine Mikowski were high on suspected bath salts during a bizarre chain of events early Saturday morning. According to the investigators, the pair from Clinton County had a bad trip and thought their fire, thought that fly, fireflies were green lasers coming from aliens who were after them. <laughs> State police say Shields fired his revolver in the air to scare away the lasers, then ran to a nearby home on Long Run Road in Lamar Township, where he asked a homeowner to call the cops because something was after them chasing them. While the person was on the phone with 911, uh, Shield allegedly broke a window before he left the home, then went to the next door's neighbor house and broke another window there. State police say the owner of the home was able to get the guns from Shields, who asked if he, he could take a shower to get the goo off his body because it was burning his skin. <laughs> Shield and McCloskey are both facing a slew of charges, including burglary, criminal trespass, public intoxication, and disorderly conduct. They were both unable to post bail and taken to Clinton County Prison. Where they're still alive and not right. paying taxes. Right, 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 right. Again, again. And eating up our food, drinking our clean water, again, breathing we, our fresh air. There's a reason why these weird news stories only really involve white people, because, again, a black person would have been shot, tased, or something like that, because what the fuck, y'all? I just don't understand why we're keeping them around. Like, if you're going to be evil, be all around evil. If you're going to shoot and kill black people, innocent innocent black people, just make sure you're also shooting and killing crazy white people. Like, in, like just be consistent in your Balance fucking the system. fuckery. Balance the system. But no. There's no balance. So I just, because I can't say they're, like, I want to say they're evil because they kill innocent black people. And that is some evil shit. And then I'm like, but they had mercy on this useless white person. So I'm so confused at what type of person they are. Well, I mean, to be perfectly honest, uh, you also remember that these useless white people were also trying to defend us from aliens. So, I mean, they, I mean, they, they had good intentions. <laughs> All right, folks, that's the show. Uh, <laughs> you know, tell folks where they can get not only you know, obviously where's my forty acres, but also your uh, your pictures because you have a lot more pictures coming out for uh, um, Comic Con because we don't put everything on to MTR Network. So tell folks where they can find your portfolio and all the stuff there. Yeah, so the best thing you can do to see pictures is to follow me on Instagram at Phenom Black. So P H E N O M B L A K. No C, please. From there, you can find all of my work portfolio. Most of my pictures from concerts, events, family photos as well at strangecoolworld.com. That's all spelled the way uh, British, the British intended. 
And for everything podcast related, it's where's my 40 acres.com. So new site revamped. Um, you can subscribe on iTunes. You should be able to just search WM40A or where's my 40 acres. And legit, like if you're ever trying to find me, Phenom Black, I'm the only Phenom Black I know that exists in the world. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, etc. Like it's the same spelling name everywhere. So reach out. So, all right, goes. Uh, and you guys know, mtrnetwork.net. We got a lot of stuff, more stuff coming out for San Diego Comic-Con. We are back for the insane check. I already got the guests for the next three weeks uh, lined up. We have Shanna. We have uh, Justin from uh, Three-Fifths. And we're bringing on uh, Joy, who's out here doing uh, big things out in the world here. Uh, she's, she's big time now. She just had a birthday, so happy birthday, Joy. Um, so, actually, we had a lot of people had a birthday. We had Deepom. Uh, everybody had a birthday, but we're going Deepom, Shanna, uh, uh, Joy had her birthday. Like, there's a lot of people out there. I, I think Bacon. We could we had Bacon on not too long ago. Uh, they just had their birthday. So it's like we just a lot of people had birthdays in July, and I did not know this. A lot of, a lot of babies. Uh, oh fuck! If you if you're an old school um, insanity chick fan, uh, Rice just had her birthday also as well in, in July. So everybody has birthdays in July. And I'm sorry if I miss anybody, guys. It's just a lot of you guys. Well, I guess we're born in this month. Um, but uh, so we got a lot more stuff coming out for that. And say any check on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music. Um, and stay tuned. We got some stuff coming out on, on Premium. Uh, just stay tuned. A lot, and, and shoot, movie trailer reviews also because there were like a shit ton. We didn't get, at some point, I'll do something for uh, uh, Mission Impossible. I'm going to see it. I just, we, we were out of town. We couldn't make it back for um, the screener. Uh, but we have a lot of other movies coming out that we did reviews for. I just put up the one for eighth grade. Uh, there's a lot of movies we have screeners for. So just stay tuned. Uh, for all that and follows on the network. So until next time, folks, we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>